0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jordan and Patrick Show. We are your hosts, as always, Jordan and Patrick. Mm -hmm. Back at it for Season 3, Episode 3. Yeah,
1: for as much time has passed, we're not very far into this. No, we're not. But we've literally been like a week between every, like, two weeks, I guess. Like, we did Episode 1, and then we didn't do one the next week. And then we did Episode 2, and we didn't do one last week in episode three
0: not our fault though 2020 is not giving us a whole hell of a lot to talk about yeah or watch exactly or anything and so. i feel sometimes
1: like when it comes time to do it i just i feel so thin like, <laughs> like butter, butter scraped over too much bread <laughs> too much bread yeah i do being 30 sucks i do feel tired all the time now and just don't feel like doing things
0: we gotta have energy to sit around a table and do beer yeah gear. i know
1: yeah, I know. It's so exhausting <laughs> to sit here for two hours and drink beer and talk. It just takes that out of me. Yeah. So
0: there's that. Um, speaking of beer, it's not really beer that we have for this episode, but this is your deal, so yeah, introduce I'm, us I'm in pretty excited greatness. about this.
1: So I stumbled across, by accident, something uh, online called, I hope I'm not butchering it. I haven't said it out loud, uh, but I think it's Groenfell Meadery. Nice. It's a meadery. And they make, I'm a huge fan of craft beer. This place makes craft mead. I mean, they ship it to you anywhere uh, in the United States. Um, and so I thought I would try some out. Get some craft mead up in my house and we can, you know, talk about it on the show. Uh, not a bad decision as I've tried one can of each of these flavors already because I'm impatient. I'm but excited I, to yeah, try Yeah, I, I was super excited. I can't wait to see what you think about them. Um, and I can't wait already to uh, start getting some of their other flavors, because they've got like six or seven or something. Like it's it's pretty good.
0: Um, and this would be the first time. Well, for me, it'll be the first time I've ever had mead. Really? And It would have been the same for you, right? Or no? Had you no? Had it I've had
1: I've had regular ass plain old mead. I never have. Um. Uh. Just like went to a restaurant and they're like mead on the menu and I was like, oh, mead, cool. And it's just regular like honey wine mead. Like in this as long as not
0: barley wine mead. That was disgusting. Yeah.
1: This stuff's flavored. Um, It's also, if it matters to anybody who listens, it's naturally gluten-free.
0: There you go. So I know
1: beer is a hard thing for a lot of people with celiacs and and gluten intolerances because beer is good. A lot of it is... Gluten's good. Yeah, a lot of it is packed with gluten. So this stuff is gluten-free. So I have here the Valkyrie's Choice, which is their original craft mead. Uh, They got a whole, like... Article in the back of each can, which I won't go into and really read right now. But I was wrong. the The Valkyrie's choice, their original craft mead flavor, is six point nine percent alcohol. Nice. I thought it was six. It's six point nine. The other one I have here is also six point nine. It's also gluten free. It's called Root of All Evil, and it's their ginger mead.
0: Oh. And it is gingery.
1: It's very gingery. So, which one do you want to try first?
0: Uh standard. Standard. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go.
1: It's very. And the artwork is very beautifully done. It is. Um, Cheers, everyone. The next flavor they posted that I can't wait to get is called the Wayfarer.
0: Just for wayfaring strangers,
1: and it, it's yeah, it's what it is. It's the artwork has got a strange man in a hood sitting on a rock. This looks like lemonade. Hear that pour? Oh yeah. Um,
0: like I so, said, we're just gonna do ASMR of beer one of these days. Jordan Patrick show turns into a beer ASMR show.
1: That would be awesome, because you'd hear like the Ksh, then the pour, and then like three
0: <sighs> three minutes in you'd hear burr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Down the hatch. Whoa, you weren't kidding. That is sweet. It's very, very sweet. It it almost tastes like wine. It is. Really? Uh, mead, I know nothing of mead. I
1: could be butchering this, but I believe uh, mead is closer to wine than it is to beer. Interesting. I believe mead, um, way back in the day, was essentially just honey wine, I believe. I could be way off. I don't work at a meadery. Um, but I, I believe it was closer to... And I mean, it feels like it is because it's very sweet, but it's also got that dry...
0: Yeah, yeah, t- know, totally at, wine. At the end, yeah, yeah. It
1: tastes like a wine.
0: Which this is cool. Um, and I think you talked about this not on the show, but you talked about this to me. How this is a woman independent owned company. Mm-hmm. Awesome, fantastic. Which is so really cool. Bravo, shield maidens. This yeah, is delicious. That the
1: first one I was absolutely going to get was Valkyrie's choice, and we all know Valkyrie or, mm-hmm. you know, in many representations, not all. I think a lot of Norse mythology is. Kind of mixed and matched, but and a lot of the ones I've seen, uh, the Valkyrie are women, so Mm. it's really really cool that. uh,
0: So, yeah, everybody, uh, if you're into uh, some mead from the Gronenfell Meadery, that's fantastic. You can order it online, that's what you did, right? Yes, so boom, hop on, order some, see what you think. I believe it's made in
1: Vermont, Ah, Vermont, yeah, St. Albans, Vermont, very nice produced and canned there and they got like i said five or six or seven flavors already and they're coming out with more um i dig it super excited hopefully i can reach out to these guys and not that we have a super awesome following but just let them know that their shit is
0: good everyone that does follow is super awesome we just don't have a large volume
1: yeah we don't (laughs) also yeah it's what we don't have a massive following everybody who listens to this is awesome Like I said, we love you in the last episode. Shout out to the person who was listening in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you said like 50% of our listeners are from Maryland. Is that right? Mm, Yes. Which is awesome. Thanks to everybody from, you know, Ravens area.
0: Uh, It was 50% and then it moved around. But I think last time I checked, it's like 38% was from Maryland. And then there's like some in Ireland and some in Australia, one in New Zealand. Oh, good day to those guys. Right. Um, And then mostly in the States, though, our listeners come from Maryland, um, LA, or somewhere in California. I think San Diego might be the actual spot. I remember you saying San
1: Diego last time I asked.
0: Um, But mostly toward the coasts. Everyone in in the middle of the U.S. has not yet discovered the greatness of our show.
1: (laughs) That's fine, because coastal is where it's at man right i love the ocean love the salty air the gulls chirping very annoyingly in the heavens <laughs> i love it It's that's uh, where i feel the most at home so
0: yeah it's uh it's always interesting looking at the stats i'm just glad anyone's listening me too it's it's fantastic and we're glad especially listening for this one now i have not yet decided what the title of this episode is going to be but i have a good idea of what it's going to be And it's going to be misleading to an extent, as all great YouTubers seem to do. (laughs) Um, But this episode is going to be dedicated to Batman vs. Superman. Because, why not? Yeah.
1: But not like, we've talked about Batman vs. Superman a lot on the show. This is way different. This is way different. Um, We are very passionate about our love for BVS and Zack Snyder's work. Absolutely. Uh, Have been from the beginning. We're on board for the release of Snyder Cut from day one. I'm driving that train. Yeah.
0: I'm not just on board. I'm driving. I'm the Um, engineer. I will throw the cool in the fire to keep it going.
1: Um, Honestly, I I don't care if I'm on the caboose as long as I'm on the train. I'll ride on the roof like hobo Tom Hanks from Polar Express. Oh, yeah. As long as I'm on the train. I'll die on the
0: Zack Snyder train and become a ghost (laughs) and stay there forever. I'm cool.
1: Um, But no, so normally it's just us being like, no, shut up, everybody. This movie is great. So we decided to do something different and actually oh, yeah. take people's genuine complaints mm-hmm. about Batman vs Superman and instead of just biasly supporting the movie, actually reading some of these and figuring out if it's a good point or if it's you know something that's explainable within the film.
0: And in all what what's really great is this is totally random. Um I actually had Lauren come up with these. She pulled these off the internet, 10 valid or what she believes are valid complaints.
1: She found, she said she found several videos, the Mm -hmm. top 10 reasons Batman v Superman was bad or the top 10 things wrong with Batman v Superman.
0: So she made a list, wrote them down, printed them off and then cut them up and put them in a bowl and we will draw them randomly. And like, what we're going to do is either I or you will draw one, read it out loud. Then the other will get the first chance to, you know, give their rebuttal. For that, said for that
1: point of points that, like we said, completely random. We haven't seen them. These no, are we have no idea. Legitimate complaint about Batman vs Superman. And we will try our best as huge fans of the movie to decide if that's a valid complaint or if it can be reasoned.
0: Yeah. So this should be a fun one. We hope you all are drinking because we most certainly are. Yep. We're going to pound this mead. Um, we're going to get into it. This one's going to be a blast. I don't know how long it's going to go because I cannot guarantee – that we will not rant for forty-five minutes of pop on each episode. This may be like a three-parter. Who knows?
1: That's okay. Because yeah. praise Zack Snyder.
0: <laughs> glory to Glorzo.
1: <laughs> glory to Glorzo means glory to me. So
0: correct. Um, let's see. You want to flip a coin to see who goes first, or I do not know. if Ah, you know what I'll do. I also have a blue moon at the table here because I started off with that, giving the meat a little time to cool down because it's not supposed to be super cold. You say. We will it tastes
1: better as it gets a little warmer.
0: Yeah. We will flip a blue moon cap. All right. So, top, face top. Face side up,
1: I will read first. And okay. face side down, you can read first. All right. Here we
0: go. Uh, hit the mic. That's fine. Uh, face Blue moon, face side up. Face
1: side up. So, I'll read first, and you I can... Will... Uh,
0: yeah. Argue.
1: Is, is there anything else, or do we want to just jump straight into
0: this? No, we got no action figures. We're just rocking Mead and Batman versus Superman for the next who knows how long. Buckle in. Because we're. The excitement level,
1: it's like a graph. How graphs have like bottoms and tops and bottoms and oh, yeah. flat lines. Uh, so there's a graph of excitement for Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it's never dipped. It's no, always no. permanently at. 10, yeah. Just like, shh. It's never, it's never been a moment where I was like, you know what, maybe, but no. Super excited.
0: Middle of the day. We normally don't record this early, but we have the train rolling around at 2 o'clock. So, what's up, train? Stupid
1: Appreciate train. Appreciate you joining the show. All right. So, what I have here, if Let's we're ready.
0: It. Let's do it.
1: The number nine reason that uh, Batman vs Superman is bad is... Um, you want to wait a minute for the train to go by or just go? Nah, going? screw right, that cool. train. It's part of the show. Is ter- terrible pacing, mm. messy editing, and the movie only picks up in the second half.
0: Oh, this is interesting. Well, um, so I'll start with the first, terrible pacing. Now, I will say this to start off, and I say it at nauseam, but I believe it should always be said. Subjectivity is a huge part of everything. Mm-hmm. Even if you're trying to objectively argue for something, you always have – Your own um, enjoyment comes from your own viewing of something. So I love something that doesn't mean it's going to hit everyone the same way. So on the issue of pacing, that's different. What I'm about to say would be my opinion on pacing. If you still dislike Batman versus Superman afterwards, well, then you, as you watched it, formed your own subjective opinion and realized it wasn't for you. But as far as part one of that goes, as far as pacing goes, I've heard this a lot. And one of the main things that comes with, if you go in depth and take context, of what people do say about pacing is they tend to say that it's too slow. That's why in the other part of the uh, question, it says it picks up in the second half. That is because we have been, or most people have been ingrained to believe that all superhero films should be action films. All superhero films should be big tentpole. Um, MCU in-game battles, you know, action films. So what most people I feel like don't like about the pacing is the story building part of the film. But what's so important about it is because there's no payoff at the end of the film without the build up which is mostly Lex playing the chessboard for most Lex Jr. playing the chessboard for most of the film. So if you if you're going to argue pacing, That's fine if it doesn't work for you. Some people have no attention spans. For me, it's what I want in a film. There's three number one things I look for in a film. Batman vs. Superman not only check marks all three of those things, it knocks them out of the park. I look for number one in any film. Is the story good? Number two, are the performances good? Number three, is the soundtrack good? Those are my main things I want about a movie. Batman vs. Superman crushes all of them. Story being number one. Because whether you like it or not, Lex going through the film and setting up the pieces is vital to what ends up happening and what makes him such a great villain. So pacing is not an issue for me personally because I feel like it was all build up towards what was very gratifying for me. Editing, I also don't understand. Like that one, I'm not even sure how I can give a rebuttal to that because – now it is edited like Zack Snyder's films are edited. They're comic book-esque. His films often take actual stills from a comic book or graphic novel and translate it to the screen. So what some people may see as choppy editing is his – that's his visual way of telling his stories. Well, it may not work for everyone. That's how he does it. Mm. So I guess if you have a problem with the editing, that's your prerogative. For me, it works great. It feels like when you watch his movies, you feel like you're watching – a graphic novel unfold and it's beautiful artistically and it totally works for me. So I have no issues with the editing. Um, I have no issues at all with the pacing. While anytime you may feel like it slows down, if you're paying attention to the film, there's vital stuff going on 24 seven story building the entire time.
1: But I feel, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like the pacing thing is kind of inaccurate because there's, well, there's not full blown bare knuckle fighting through the whole thing. There's exciting moments throughout the throughout the film.
0: Yeah, it's a three hour movie. If yeah. We're talking Ultimate Edition. It's yeah. a three hour movie.
1: Batman fighting the police uh, when he's when he's introduced. The yep, yep. You have the Batman chase scene where he meets Superman, and
0: do you bleed? Yeah, and that's you know, that's, that's an halfway exciting through. that's an
1: exciting chase. Yeah.
0: Well, um, before that though, the beginning of the film, you have Superman oh, taking out the
1: Zod. Or fighting Zod and taking out uh, Wayne Tower.
0: Yes. And then right after that, I believe, is when he goes in and takes out the terrorists that are holding Lois. So you have more action there. Um, Then it jumps into story building. Then you get introduced to the Batman in costume. Then you get to see Bruce Wayne detective work inside a... Which is another reason that pacing is no issue for me because not only is it the villain moving the chess pieces, but then it's Bruce... Being a detective. Not only doing detective work, but being manipulated, which is f- so rare and right. so cool. Yep. You know? Some people may not agree with that, but I thought it was awesome. It speaks to how great of a character Lex Jr. was. Um, you I mean, people may not agree with me there, but in my mm-hmm. opinion, he's absolutely amazing as a villain because he moves those pieces so stinking well. Um
1: He knows what everyone's gonna do before they do it. Yeah. It's so good. And he
0: had it all planned out and it worked to perfection until it didn't.
1: Yeah. I think ultimately, um, just my little note on the whole pacing thing is I can't agree with it because there was never a moment in the entire movie where I was bored. Right. And, but there was also never a moment that was overwhelming, nonsensical action. Like it all, like you said, it was all story building.
0: It was all telling a story.
1: Character development. Yep. Um, and I started to really like every single character. Oh, and then let's not even talk about the, um the whole courtroom scene where Superman's, you know, giving himself up and he's going to be,
0: Oh, that's vital to the story. yeah and Granny's speech tea, man.
1: How is, how's there an issue with pacing there? I mean, it goes South and there's an yeah. explosion and people are blaming Superman for everything. and
0: I think what it comes down to, as far as this argument goes, um, this one's a little more ambiguous, but being objective as I'm trying to be, I will say this for me personally, looking at the film, As the story being told and the pieces being moved and the players in play and how Zach does his editing and his storytelling, for me personally, you all know it's a 10 out of 10. But on this one, I will concede to the subjectivity of film here. While I personally can give you my opinions on how it's paced fine, the action's fine, the story's fine, the editing's fine, it's all fine. This one may be more than any others, but I don't know what we're going to be reading does come down t- to the subjectivity of film. We have no issues with it, but that's all we can give you. Like yeah. we can't argue a plot point oh, or anything else here because it's up to you whether or not you you right. are okay with how it's pacing. Yeah, it I or. think
1: it's one of the things, or it'd be far better to have someone here who felt the pacing was off, so we could talk I to face to face. I agree because just reading it here, you know, my mind goes back to the one guy you talked to on Instagram mm-hmm. who said Wonder Woman was too boring of a movie. And then he fell asleep watching it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, how can you judge the movie if you didn't yeah. finish the movie? Um, yes. So you can come out and say terrible pacing. Well, did you finish the entire movie? or did you... So a terrible pacing, like you said, is one of the things that for you personally might be. But I would like to talk to somebody. I agree. And have them say, well, I don't like that it was paced blank and way. And maybe
0: it's someone that just doesn't like long films. Maybe. I mean, there are people that don't and just, haven't yeah. watched Lord of the Rings because they are too long. That's, That's true. That's not for them. So this one's a little ambiguous. I can give you my opinion. I think it's great, but it comes down to, you know, the viewer. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just, that's all I've got on that one. That's pretty cool though. That that's a good one. All right, here we go. That's
1: a good one to start out with.
0: It is. It is. It was I, difficult. More yeah, difficult I was than say, I thought.
1: I, I thought it was going to be easy than build yeah. up but no, it's that one was a little difficult one.
0: Well, we're getting right into it. So uh now for you, sir. Number 2. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor ruined the film. For some people. What do you,
1: Well, yeah, these, do need, to be, say these you? do need to be a little more descriptive because, like, how?
0: Right. How did he
1: run? the so, so I would what say – What was your opinion of that him that was so bad?
0: So if I was phrasing the question to you, I would be like, all right, so I watched the movie and I could not stand Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I didn't like – I didn't like anything about him. So then all I right. guess the ball's in your court as so, why he's a good villain.
1: First and foremost, my – utmost rebuttal to that every single time is Jesse Eisenberg isn't Lex Luthor. Yes. You know, you're so used to your mind, what Lex Luthor is, and Jesse Eisenberg wasn't that. Well, they tell you in the movie. That he tells you. He tells you, Lex is my father. My father's name is the Lex. The Lex the corp. behind the court. Yeah. So he's not. He's Lex Luthor Jr. On top of that, in spite of not being Lex Luthor, he's still so Lex Luthor. I don't understand why people don't like him, because it's all about... He's not powerful enough to take on Superman or Batman in hand-to-hand combat, so what's he got to do? He's got to be that mathematician. He's got to be behind the scenes. He's got to be manipulating events and people to the point where when Batman stole the Kryptonite, he smiled because that was part of his plan. He knew Batman would steal it because he wanted Batman to fight Superman so that hopefully Batman would win, kill Superman, and then Darkseid could come because the whole reason they were waiting to invade Earth is that the Kryptonian was here defending Earth. He knows this. He's so smart. He's, he, the, uh, you know, I was talking about this with, uh, Kyle at work because he's reading an article of who would win, Thor or Superman, and we were getting into it and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking about, you know, Superman is invincible, man. That's one of the reasons I never liked Superman because he's, he's too powerful. But as I researched and got into the character, his weaknesses are his mind, He's so weak in his brain, you know. Lex Luthor has manipulated him more than once in the comics and in the cartoons. I think Zack Snyder gets that perfect with him trying to uh, decide how he fits into this world. You know, he can do all these powerful things, but should he do them? You know, you know what's her name in the movie, the senator? She said, "We got so wrapped up in what can he do, we never stopped to ask what should he do." I think he struggles with that too. I think we as people struggle with you know, fit, finding our place in the world, and I feel like that would be amplified for somebody with the power of Superman. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm dragging on here, but my point is, that's what makes Lex Luthor great, is because he comes in, and he exploits that weakness that Superman has. He He finds his weakness, he manipulates Superman so perfectly that he shows up at the court case, because that's what he would do as a good person, to defend himself, and then, bam, he blows the thing up. It's... Perfect. So argument one is Jesse Eisenberg isn't even Lex Luthor. So, you know, that argument doesn't really apply Two being he nails what makes Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor so well with the manipulation. And yeah, he's a little eccentric and he's a little crazy. He put his own spin on it. He put his own spin on it. But again, he's not Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. So and then there was rumors swirling. And obviously, I don't know how many of them are true. I don't know what, what route Zack Snyder is going to take. But there were rumors swirling that he was actually because the comics have done it, where he's actually a clone of Lex Luthor, not his son, and because his cloned genes are degenerating, that's leading to his craziness and his eccentricity eccentricness.
0: There you go. It's a yeah, good word. Yeah. I love eccentricness. Yeah. So
1: he, uh, <laughs> so he does experience a lot of upsetment in the movie, but um, but no, I mean I think being being. The manipulative, you know, peace moving, planning, thinking ahead, mathematician that he is, he kind of nails Lex Luthor. And then the extra step is the fact that he's not even Lex Luthor.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, well, so. I, to, I mean, as far as my two cents goes, you, you hit it on the head. Um, I think most people don't understand, and I'm not trying to be a comic purist. Um, I believe the film should tell their own stories, and yes, harken to the comics, but do your own thing, do your own vision. Superman's kryptonite is not kryptonite as much as it is his mind. Like you said, Superman's biggest weakness is how easily manipulated he is because he's trying to find out who he is. He's trying to find his humanity. Mm -hmm. Every Superman tale is him trying to find his humanity because he is not a human. So that being said, the role of Lex in all Lex things has been to... Manipulate Superman. That's what he's always done. That's so what he's it, always done the best. tell
1: you that one of Superman's greatest villains of all time is Brainiac?
0: Right. Yeah. That mean- Yeah. As far as Lex goes, once again, I guess we'll chalk up to subjectivity whether or not you like it. But to argue that he's a bad villain, I do not agree with because he plays the pieces yeah. expertly.
1: The only argument you can make is that he doesn't play Lex Luthor well. He doesn't – he's not the Lex Luthor you want, but he's not Lex Luthor. So right. – Your objectivity would have to be not that he's not Lex Luthor, but that he's not a good villain. And that, like you said, I don't understand, because I think he does the villain part really well. Especially when you stop and consider that he's not even the main villain of the film. He's not. He's being manipulated, too, and he has no idea. No. He's being used by Darkseid and Steppenwolf Mm -hmm. to do nothing else but to get rid of the Kryptonian. Yep. So –
0: So, yeah, I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't like Lex, that's fine. But as far as a villain goes, if you put all of his role, all of what he does into perspective, he totally, totally plays it to a T. I
1: wanted this one. Oh, yeah? But I hope you answer it. I
0: I kind of wanted the Lex one, but you totally crushed it. You said what I would have said. So, all right, on to the next one. Number four on the list. The title fight is a letdown.
1: There's no actual colossal showdown
0: Mm. between
1: Batman versus Superman. Right. I've heard this one a lot personally to people, so I know exactly how I rebuttal it, but you have the So, floor. They,
0: so basically – I don't want to be
1: like taking back my time.
0: Right. Taking back my time. <laughs> Filibuster. <laughs> so basically the argument would be that – and I've seen this kind of – that the fight lasted for all of like five minutes yeah. and, and whatever. But see, here's the problem with that, and we've already talked about it. We've already discussed it. I know
1: I have. I mean, I know you have too, but this is one of my my favorite arguments. I know I've talked
0: about it a lot. We've kind of discussed it already the entire time here. The Batman versus Superman is an ongoing battle from part one when Bruce Wayne is holding the girl after Jack dies and he looks up and he sees uh, Superman fighting with Zod and the look of anger and hatred on his face that starts batman versus superman right there. Mm-hmm. The rest of the film is Batman trying to find a way that he can kill Superman. <laughs> and then so so that's what it is. And then it's Superman trying to stop him and show him I'm not a villain and try to find his humanity. That that's the entire thing. Batman versus Superman is not just when they go toe to toe. It's for the entire film. It's Lex playing the cards so that Bruce Wayne Furthers his hatred. You let your family die. You know, Mm -hmm. he's, he hates him from, from scene one and he spends the rest of the movie trying to figure out how to kill him, trying to get the kryptonite from Lex, all the, the fake dirty bomb storyline, all that stuff. Batman is going against Superman from the very beginning. He wants him dead. So as far as saying that the title fight was oh it was only 10 minutes or not even 10 minutes of them fighting and it was over well really it's Batman versus Superman for the entire film mm-hmm. but if we're going to talk about the actual fight um while yes it was short at that point by the third act it wasn't the it wasn't the point like by the third act of the film yes Batman they fight each other and Batman wins but then you move on to the major play and you find out what the whole thing's been about. Batman's supposed to kill Superman. They end up teaming up because he can't and they have to fight the greater villain. So, as far as not liking the title fight, they can't actually fight. Like in realism, they cannot fight. Batman is immortal. If he's going to take Superman out, <laughs>
1: Batman's immortal. No,
0: he's immortal. <laughs> oh, I said immortal. I
1: was like, no. He but... <laughs> might as well be.
0: But if he's going to take Superman out, he cannot fight him for 15 to 20 minutes. He's not Zod. He's not Doomsday. He does not have that power. Not, so I Batman know. has
1: to end it quick. You're not going to like this, but you may agree, but not like it, or you may completely disagree, but he's not Aquaman. Aquaman is a superhuman too. He could last in a fight. He's not Wonder Woman. He's not Wonder Woman. These people could last in a fight, maybe not win. But they could last in a fight against Superman.
0: But it's been what's great about Batman is he doesn't need to go toe-to-toe with super, or big super villains or heroes in this case. Batman has to figure out how to quickly and efficiently eliminate his target. That's what he's doing for the entire film. He's figuring out how he can quickly kill Superman. So as far as the fight not being long, it couldn't be long. And if you expected it to be long, I don't know what you're thinking. Superman is the OG. Batman is a mortal. So what he does is he goes through the whole film to get the pieces he needs to kill Superman and kill him quickly, which is what ends up happening minus the killing. So as far as my rebuttal to that goes, if you expected it to be super long, well, that can't happen. Batman can't win that. Um, So unless you wanted a film where Superman kills Batman in 10 minutes, then I have no argument for you. But as far as that goes, it could not be long, but they were at odds and technically fighting For the entire film, so that that's my take. But then I'll let you give your take. No,
1: you actually—that's what I was hoping. You nailed it because the entire movie is Bruce Wayne as a detective trying to figure out how to defeat Superman. You know, going to the like you said, the whole dirty bomb fake story. He's trying to figure out how to get his hands on the kryptonite because he figures out that it's the weakness or whatever, whatever. Everything Clark Kent does as a reporter
0: trying to figure out is trying to
1: end Batman's reign of terror. In his mm-hmm. eyes, it's not justice. In his eyes, Batman is a terrorist and he's trying to figure out how to stop him to the degree that when they finally meet, the only thing he tells him is to: the next time your light shines in the sky, don't go to it. The Batman is dead. The is dead. The bat's dead. It. Everything they do is trying to put an end to the other one. And then my second point was going to be the exact same thing. Batman cannot win a fight with Superman. No chance. And... If it, if it becomes, you know, if it goes down to rounds, oh, Batman's going to lose. Every time. And Zack Snyder even touched on this when he said his, his movie is heavily influenced by the Dark Knight Returns series. The fight is not that long. No. And Batman wins it, but he has to cheat.
0: Mm-hmm. He has
1: to use Green Lantern. He has to use Kryptonite. He has to use Diversion. He has to use uh, ta- you know, a tactical mindset. And Batman versus Superman, he does the same thing. Like you said, everything is about getting the pieces so that he can fight unfairly mm-hmm. and beat Superman quickly.
0: It's the only way to do it. The fight's not
1: going to last 10 minutes, period. Because mm-hmm. Batman has to cheat. He has to use things to his advantage. And if he doesn't, Superman will kill him in less than 10 minutes. Right. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, they're, they're going at odds for the entirety of the movie. And then, I mean, it's not Rocky, you can't, right. you can't watch 20 minutes of them just punching each other. It's not going to happen. Not only that, but to me, and that's my, my rebuttal. You nailed it. Um, uh, you know, objectively here is, you know, why that argument, you know, the answer for that argument but not objectively for me personally it never bothered me because the fight is still super amazing
0: it's incredible like yeah, fish, not to take away from a three-minute fight yeah. it's in outstanding
1: it's so good and you know one of my favorite things is when superman is weakened and batman's punching him in the face but every punch does less damage as he recovers like slowly you, you yeah. literally see his face turn all the way around then you see it turn less then you see it not turn at all and his fist just dead stops <laughs> and he doesn't even like it doesn't phase him he his physical presence doesn't move, which is impossible. Yeah. It's so good. It and is. in that moment, Batman even realizes he fudged up. You know, he puts his hands up. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then the whole, the dialogue in that fight is so good. You know, I bet your parents raised you thinking you were special. You matter, you matter or something like that. My parents taught me a different
0: lesson. And then, This world only makes sense if you force it to.
1: Yep. Oh, my favorite lines that he says in that fight is, one, when he hits him with a grenade first. And he says, breathe it
0: in. That's That's fear. fear.
1: And then the end line where he says, you're not a god. You were never even a man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. That is
0: so good. It is. So, yeah. So Yeah, this one I will not chalk up to subjectivity. This one is if your argument against the film is the title fight, then all the the rebuttals we've just laid out before you show you – how the title fight not only was an ongoing fight from the first scene. Literally
1: every single thing Batman does for the entirety of the movie. was him
0: against Superman.
1: As Batman, as Bruce Wayne, was to move against Superman. Yeah. And everything Superman slash Clark Kenton does is to move against Batman the entire movie. Yeah. And also I forgot, I read an article, a very brief article, um, that uh, Zack Snyder actually even saw that coming. And that's why the movie's called Batman V Superman, not Batman VS Superman, mm-hmm. to try to lower that expectation that they would be fighting for the entire movie. It's not a boxing match. It's not one right. guy versus another guy.
0: Fight night. It's, yeah. Black and blue.
1: So, yeah. yeah. So, I wanted that one, but you nailed exactly yeah, no what I was Yeah, no subjectivity
0: say. there. I mean, if that's your problem with the film, well, you're just not looking at it the way it's supposed to be looked at. Yep. I mean, it cannot be a title fight, so – there's that one. I'm not going to talk subjectivity on that one. I disagree with Watch you. Watch Dark Knight Returns. Watch right? it or read it. Oh, this one's long, man. Watch it. Watch it. All oh right. no. I don't All want to the long next one. one. Number 1. Oh, here we go. Number 1. Zack
1: Snyder, forgive me if I don't do this justice.
0: The title is Superman betrayed. Superman is ah, this is cool. This is interesting. Superman is supposed Oh, I wanted this one. <laughs> I could tear this to shreds. Superman is supposed to inspire hope, but in this film, he just inspires fear, then has a meaningless death because he's barely established himself as a hero yet. He deserved better. So this one's coming from the Christopher Reeve folks who, I'm um, like I've said many times, if that's a Superman you grew up with and you love nostalgia and all that, that's awesome. But this is a comic book film. This is a comic book film. That's all I'll say. The the comics change. You have to evolve with the times a little bit. But anyway, so I'll read it for you again and let you do your thing. They feel like Superman as a character was betrayed. He's supposed to inspire hope. But in this film, he just inspires fear. Then has a meaningless death because he's barely even established himself as a hero. He deserved better. What say you? Oh, that's all right. So I've heard that argument a lot. Whew, this is a little rough. This harkens back to Man of Steel, where people have not liked the take on the character from the get-go. So,
1: Batman's supposed to inspire hope, not fear.
0: Superman. Batman definitely inspires fear. Superman is supposed to inspire hope,
1: (laughs) not fear. I don't see that he inspired fear. You know, people were afraid of him in the movie, not because of anything he did, but because they were believing Lex Luthor's lies. You know, like we said, Lex Luthor manipulated everybody the court case we talked about it already in this episode we'll talk about it again here he manipulated superman and he manipulated the populace the populace the population into turning on superman and you know uh bruce wayne was on board for that as well batman was on board for that as well it's all superman's fault superman this superman that you know sorry but the people saw superman level an entire city people were people are going to be afraid that happens in the comic books. And that happens in the animated show where Superman fights a super powerful character and levels half the city. And everyone's just like, Oh yeah, Superman. That's not realistic. That's not realism. So not only that, but for this to be the first time people publicly saw Superman, the first time people publicly saw anybody of that power and all they're doing is laying waste to the city. So then Lex Luthor uses that, manipulates people. Superman realizes people are seeing him in a negative light and he feels like that's his responsibility to go to this court case and tell his side of the story and then lex Luthor blows it up destroys it kills you know tons of people and superman's the only one unharmed so the public's opinion is superman killed all these people that's what it looks like nobody's afraid of superman because of his actions they're afraid of superman because of lex's perfect plan his palpatine-esque plan where he just manipulated everybody into it and he doesn't inspire hope because that's devastating to him that he doesn't know what he did wrong. he doesn't know what what happened where where how this got past him, but all he knows is the world's turned against him. What do you do in that circumstance? you know he you know he's talking to lois he's like i don't I don't know how to recover from this he's you know he's going on. people don't stay good in this world. he doesn't know what to do and to me, that does inspire hope that somebody this powerful and this omnipotent and this indestructible. Can feel so lost, can feel so hurt and so broken, so human. Something that I in, encounter on a semi-regular basis. But they can still rise above that, and they can still be what they feel they need to be to everybody else, you know. And he does inspire hope in the movie, um, and where he, when he leaves to go and save, you know, all those people with the painted skulls, you know, they're all reaching out just to touch him. They're all excited that he's here. He flew across the world to save these people. So there are people who are still attached to him. And I think the movie even hints that, even after everything, there are still people that are on his side. There are people that don't really understand what's going on either. So he, I don't think he does inspire fear. Like I said, Lex Luthor is the one who inspired fear. I do feel hope for this Batman, or for this Superman, because he's so human, because he's so distraught, because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have all the pieces. Uh, you know, He doesn't have his plan figured out. And then his death is meaningless? What? No. He sacrifices himself to kill an alien that is indestructible and will destroy the planet. Oh, and does not inspire hope? Uh, He got nuked from space and then turns around and comes back. I felt many emotions, one of them being hope in that moment. And I feel like anybody on Earth at the time would feel the same. You know... A perfect example is everybody in all the military guys who are like subject a is gone subject B's come back to earth subject a was superman and they're like oh crap we killed superman but we didn't kill the monster and then superman flies back and they get excited they're like yay you know there's a brief moment where it shows doesn't it shows them in in the little booth and they kind of like have a cheerful i don't moment. think so no Mm-mm. well it should because that's what I would have done. I would have been exactly. like, yeah, he's still alive. I thought it did. Maybe it doesn't. But you can see they they obviously rejoice when Superman comes back. They were very disappointed that they thought they killed him. And then his death isn't meaningless because not only does he kill uh, Abomination, not Abomination, Doomsday. Not only does he kill Doomsday, but he, his death is also what redeems Batman. Boom. His death is what brings Batman back to being what people wanted Batman to be. Bruce Wayne sees the lines that he's crossed. So not only does it save the world from doomsday, it redeems Batman and then goes on to inspire the building of the Justice League. Superman's death did all of that, which would not have done, would not have been accomplished had Superman not died. Yeah. I think if Superman had survived there, Batman would never have changed. I think, I think Superman's death was the changed. catalyst. That, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, through conversing with Superman, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Not so drastically. But not, not, so, drastic, so, not so instantly. Mm-hmm. The catalyst that changed him to, to where you go into Justice League, and I know Justice League is going to change a bit here and there. Probably – I mean it's going to change a lot, but I don't know exactly what's going to change. But Batman has a line in Justice League as we know it now where he says Superman was more human than I am. He was more human than Batman was.
0: Yeah, that one won't be in there.
1: He lived a li- – but it's it's still true. It is. Superman lived a life, you know, with a normal family, a Mm -hmm. mother and a father who raised him. He was out there and Bruce Wayne never lived that kind of life. He grew up without his mom and dad. He also grew up a billionaire. Mm -hmm. So he he was always out of touch with the real world. Superman wasn't. So I don't know.
0: No, No, my, I mean, to give my two cents on that argument, it comes down to, and it's really simple. Zack Snyder's entire vision for this series has been to get Superman and the superheroes we know and love from an origin point to the heroes that we do know. and That's love. true. And Superman had to go through the battle with his humanity and with what's good and what is wrong in this world to ultimately die for humanity to then get to that redemption arc to become the beacon of hope that he is When the entire world mourns his death, Mm -hmm. seek his monument. Everyone's there. The planes fly over as they bury him. Bury him in Washington. You know the empty.
1: They say that in there, don't they? Yeah, they they do. Something about seek out his monument.
0: Yeah, it's written by his monument where he dies. You know, it's so in his death, he in his death, he he does inspire hope to the the
1: whole world and ignites a beacon of hope within Bruce Wayne personally Mm -hmm. that he wants to be better than he was and he wants to unite. You know the Justice League against this rising threat,
0: and once we get to the end, and once we see Snyder's vision f- fulfilled, as he's talked about many times, we are going to get to that point where all of yeah, our I, heroes have reached the status we know and I'd love. I've forgotten them
1: at. about that, but yeah, he said that. I get everyone, Batman and Superman, and all these characters are supposed to be this two people. My story is how they get to that point.
0: Yes, it's it is the classic character story arc, the hero's journey. It's being done you have them starting at this point you have them struggling with themselves you have them falling you have them being redeemed to then conquer that's the that's the hero's arc yeah and is perfect for superman more than anyone else much, as someone who struggles with their own much humanity hope, how
1: much hope is superman going to inspire if he never had a rough patch right if he never went through a bad day you can't have light without darkness right and well, you can't
0: have hope without despair Yeah. The biggest problem is –
1: Superman's not going to inspire that if he never went through anything that I had to go through.
0: Yeah. People – and I feel like this is a a very small amount of people, but maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like the biggest issue here is that so many people are stuck in the the red underwear world of Christopher Reeves where everything is happy-go-lucky. I'm a big fan of justice. I mean those kind of people. And that isn't – Zach, love it or hate it, is trying to tell a story – About an unrealistic bit of fiction if it actually happened in a realistic way, in a realistic setting. If this were to actually happen in our world, this is how I think it would go Mm -hmm. down. And if you look at it from that perspective, it's okay. This is a real world take on these heroes. Yeah. Cities would be destroyed. People
1: are going to react to that negatively.
0: Right. People are going to die. There's going to be a period where – because if you realize in Man of Steel, we see Clark become Superman – Like, snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. He's never been Superman. He's never had to fight world-ending threats. He's never figured out what the collateral damage is. He doesn't fully even know his powers yet. Yeah. So you have this whole point where the realism comes into play. He is a a beacon of hope. But he has to get to that point. We don't just get to see Superman at his pinnacle. We get to go on the journey with him.
1: And to kind of hammer on the point you just made, he – um. It's him becoming Superman, and he's never dealt with collateral damage. Mm -hmm. That's because he's never in his entire life met his match. No. Everything in this world is inferior to him. So the first time ever, he meets not only Zod, but two others Mm -hmm. that are his equals. Yep. And he's got to fight them while they don't have the same rules he has. Right. They're, they're villains. They're going to... Do, they're, they took it to the cities. Their whole plan is to level this entire planet. They don't care about collateral damage. No. And he's... Would you rather have, have not
0: shown up to defend people because of the collateral damage? Mm-hmm. It would have been so much worse. At the end of the day, the argument against Superman not inspiring hope and, and he was betrayed as a character... It comes down to people who expected a Superman to be already fully realized. And the whole point of Zack Snyder telling these stories is to get to the point of yeah. hope and realization and to go through the hero's arc. And that is the and point. I'm
1: sorry, but a character who I see automatically fully realized like that to where he's so powerful, he can fly around. I can't about, connect with it. He can fly around the earth in reverse time. That doesn't inspire hope to me.
0: He can race the Flash with a building on his shoulders. You want to do that?
1: <laughs> no. And, okay, so, because I had um, a discussion with a friend of mine, her son was asking, he was upset at Justice League, and we all know... We all were upset at Justice League. We were all upset about Justice League. I still stand by the fact that I still like the movie. I do. It is very flawed. It is very imperfect. It'll never be as good as whatever Zack Snyder gives us. But if if we had never got Zack Snyder's Justice League, I would watch this Justice League. I'll never watch it again now because right. I'm getting Zack Snyder's, but I, I don't hate the entirety of the film up until the very, very end of it. <laughs> the end of it is all garbage, all trash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But He, um, her son was asking, he was upset that Superman could keep up with flash. And in that aspect, that's been a debate forever in my, in my vision or my version of that argument there is that Superman can hear people's heartbeats he can see super far. He knows where those people are. Flash doesn't. He didn't even know which way was east. So he's not running full speed. That's more bad writing there. <laughs> he's not running full speed because he's also trying to look for people while he's running. So Superman is catching up with him there because he he doesn't have all the other abilities that Superman has. So no, I don't think Superman can outrun Flash. I don't want Superman to be able to outrun Flash because he's already got so many powers but in that in that instance, not to be the one guy who's defending Justice League, in that one instance, Flash was not running full speed. He was running faster than you or I, but he wasn't running as fast as he can because he was also looking for people.
0: Yeah, so to put that argument to bed from our perspective is um, the journey <laughs> – the character journey for Superman has already been established. So it's not that he was betrayed. He's just not the – Red underwear. Yeah. Are Is this guy bothering you type of guy that uh, some guy's people expect? Still,
1: still bothering you.
0: Yeah. This guy's still bothering you. Yeah. I mean this is – and and come on. Who actually liked that version of Superman? I'm sure there are people out there that did and that's your prerogative. But but not as
1: many as you would think because that's one of the reasons people dislike Justice League. Because he does those one-liners at the end where nothing even faces him. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of justice. Yeah.
0: I don't feel they betrayed the character at all. If anything, they stayed more true to him than, than anyone they does. They made
1: him so relatable, man. Yes.
0: They made a, an OG overpowered superhero work. So yeah. On to the next. This one could be very, very short. Oh, cool. I know, but I know it's not going to be. It could be short. Cause I'll just be like, no, that's stupid. Next. Number,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's number 10. It's that low. Number okay. 10 is Batman's no kill policy.
0: Oh, yes. Well, can I just quote Zack Snyder and be done? You mean you can. I'm so far down the fucking road on that. (laughs) Um, No. And this speaks to what we were just talking about. Now, this one – this one more than maybe anything else we will talk about is one of the most hotly debated over the film. But it also brings into play the subjectivity of whether you can be okay with the reasoning behind it or you can't because the reasoning behind it is very simple. Number one, this is a hero's arc. This is telling, and Zack Snyder said it, and we saw it in the film. 20 years of fighting crime in Gotham, Alfred. How many good guys are left? How many stayed that way? This is a Bruce Wayne that's been doing it for 20 years. He's fallen. He's lost hope. He's, we're criminals, Alfred. He's fallen into this dark place where he he's not directly killing people, but at the same time, he doesn't care. This is, this is a fallen Bruce Wayne. And the whole point is for them to get to the end and him to realize by throwing away the kryptonite spear and not doing the full-blown murder, like straight-up murder, he throws it away, realizes his faults, and goes on a quest. I promise you Martha won't die tonight. And then, you know, I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. He gets back to the Batman that we know, the Batman who is not trying to kill people. He's trying to do good. But – But I preface all that by saying, as someone who's read, and the majority of my comic books are all Batman, everything's Batman, I've been reading down there on my coffee table. There's a freaking definitive history of Batman in comics, and it's a tome, and I've been pouring through it. Batman's my dude. I'm with it 100%. But I'm one of those guys that's 100% down with him killing because I feel like the natural progression of his character with the darkness that he fights inside of him and all the the inner battles and issues that he has will always in my mind he will always get to a point where he kills. it's it's a fallen point for him cuz he doesn't want to do it, but it's it's going to be a point he gets to regardless. We've seen it in the Killing Joke. They don't show it. He kills the Joker. The great thing about Batman is being able to tell this story of a man who's driven not to kill, but that eventually the darkness always overtakes him. What this movie does is shows you that, yes, that eventually in character progression, it happens, he kills, but then he's redeemed. And that's what makes it so great. He does end up killing. He does fall. And what does he do after that? Over the course of events, then he manages to get back up on his feet. And it's relatable at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. It's relatable content. It's stuff that you can look at and relate with and be inspired by. So, But regardless, I have no issue with him killing. And not only that, but an, another thing, for the most part, and I feel like this speaks to realism, for one, and let's get this out of the way. Batman has killed in every single on-screen version of him that we have seen.
1: Except Adam West.
0: Correct. Bless his heart. Um, Except Adam West. Nolan's Batman kills. Tons of people. He's got a huge body count. In in Dark Knight Rises, he's straight up using a machine gun to shoot the drivers of the truck carrying the bomb. Keaton's Batman kills for no reason whatsoever. Sets a guy on fire with the jets from the back of the Batmobile because he can. Um, There has been Batman killing in every film. I don't know why now people are upset about it. It's been a thing for a very long time. So we'll get that out of the way. But then we will also say unlike um, burning people with the jets of your Batmobile, Ben (laughs) Affleck's Batman does not directly – and I know this is cutting hairs because he knows he's killing these people. But he does not directly shoot them. He doesn't directly murder them. When the guys – when the hatch falls off the back of the Suburban and they have a fifty cal in it, then he just shoots the Suburban and it blows up. He knew he was killing those guys. I get it. But he doesn't directly shoot them. So there's – if you want to cut hairs, you can do that. Same deal when he latches onto the back of the car and then releases it and it crashes into another car. All those guys are dead. Um, He does not directly kill them, but he does it. But also to say in comics, let's be realistic. For once, can we think with an objective and realistic mind? Can we put aside Adam West and all these other things that we know about Batman and fully understand in the comic books when you see Batman pummel someone's face so hard? Like they flip upside down and land on their neck, almost like in the warehouse scene. Or when he jumps on a guy's chest and knocks him through three floors of a building. Or when he <laughs> throws a guy 60 feet whose neck cracks on granite. Whatever. In the comics, though they may not be showing him shoot people with guns, Batman is killing people. And if he's not killing them, he is injuring them to the extent that they will never, ever leave a wheelchair. Batman deals damage he's violent and he is brutal so as far as him not killing if we want to be realistic he's he's been killing for a long time mm-hmm. like I, I'm with Zach on that I'm down the road on Batman killing I don't believe he's willingly murdering people but I believe in the heat of the moment self-defense or stopping a crime whatever measure he has to take to do that if it results in death, I'm okay with it personally. And I could go on and on and on about this because I have no issues with him killing. I have issues with him kryptonite spearing Superman as he's laying on the ground or straight up murdering people. That's not what he's doing. It's not what he's ever done. But I'm cool with him killing. So if you're not, I mean, that's fine. But no, I'm, I'm down the road on that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's uh... – if you're not okay with him killing people, then you should never watch any of the Batman movies except Adam West. Sorry. I agree. Yes. Because he's killed, like you Batman said, he's kills. killed. Yes. And and like you said, Michael Keaton's, not only that, but I saw it, it. Get on Instagram and look up the hashtag Batman Kills, and there's so much information on it. It's so beautiful. And one of the videos I found through this, because I haven't seen Batman Returns in so long, I despise that movie.
0: Oh, I hate it. I blocked it from my mind. But there's
1: a scene in there that I would forgot about where he hands a, sti- a bundle of dynamite to a clown, smiles in a very creepy way, and kicks the clown down in like an air vent or something, and then it blows up. Batman killed that guy for no reason. None.
0: Uh, s- the warehouse? And he
1: smiled when he did it. Yeah, this, this is worse, though, because he smiled when he
0: did it. Yeah, that's true. He smiles, yeah. He
1: hands him a bundle of lit dynamite, smiles, and kicks him down a, th- a shaft, and it blows up. Ben Affleck's Batman, much like Christian Bale's Batman, but I feel even more so, never kills anybody except out of self-defense. And we're talking about an old Batman that, as Zack Snyder said, is heavily influenced by The Dark Knight Returns. Watch The Dark Knight Returns. He's an old Bruce Wayne. He's an old Batman. He's in his 50s. He's tired. He's exhausted. He can't do the things he used to be able to do. So he can't move as fast. He can't punch as hard. So he's he's got to rely he's relying on, on guns. He's yeah. got to rely on doing whatever it takes mm-hmm. to win, to survive, to keep fighting bad guys. And so, in in The Dark Knight Returns, he he kills, and he never goes around willy nilly torturing people or you know snapping their necks or anything like that. But in the fight, people die, and it's a defense thing, you know, um, like. The one guy pulls a gun on him and he launches the crate at him. Well, it's that or get shot. Right. So Batman's going to do that because he's, for one, he's got to save Martha, period. Mm -hmm. He made a promise and Batman keeps his promises. He's going to save Martha. So the only one he like directly murders is KG beast.
0: But even then he doesn't shoot him.
1: No, he, and he does it. Because he has
0: to. Yeah, what what other, what way? other way he's put in he position? Get, that's, that's the what, thing. Zack yeah. Snyder
1: wrote a movie that puts him in a position that he has no other way to do it.
0: Correct. He Same has with to. Superman killing Zod. There was no choice there. There was
1: no choice there. People, He should have covered his eyes. Oh, yeah, because Zod would have stopped.
0: All right, hold on. I'm going to take a break because I have to say this. Take a break from our topic. I know we're not talking about Man of Steel. I know we're not talking about that. But I will say this. General Zod told him. He would not stop. He would not stop. He would kill everyone and none on Earth. of our
1: prisons can hold him.
0: Nothing earthly could stop Sod. Superman was the only one. What's so he going to the... do, hold him in a bear hug for eternity? Forever, right. And people say, we well, could have put him back in the Phantom Zone. He didn't know how. He has no idea what's going on with that. He doesn't even know what the Phantom Zone is. No, he, he doesn't know. And people who also say he could have took him to space, uh, he tried that. Um, Zod could come back. He's now already developed the same powers as Superman. And he
1: would only get stronger because he's a hardened he's a military warrior. leader. He was
0: bred for it. Yeah. So the problem with, with killing Zod is not just that he yes, he could have stopped him from killing those people with the lasers. He could have, whatever. If you want to say something stupid, like cover his eyes, he could have done that, whatever. But that wasn't the point. The overall point was you stop Zod now. And Zod's even telling you, I won't stop. Because he knows there's no stopping him if I don't kill him. Like, yeah, I can get out of this current situation and then we're going to battle through another city and destroy it. Mm-hmm. Superman realized in that moment – and that's the beauty of the writing. He was written into the moment of having to make a choice. And that's why he screams when he's done. Going, he killed the last Kryptonian, the only other person he has, the last person that's family to him that's his same race. And Not only he that, him.
1: but add the weight to – that's his first time he's killed someone.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: He's experiencing the weight of taking another person's life. In yes. The moment. He didn't want to do it.
0: No. He begged Zod but there was to no stop. Way, there was no way out of it. He
1: asked Zod. He begged yep. Zod to stop. To yep. stop doing that. And he's like, no.
0: Yeah. So not to get off on Man of Steel, yep. but there's the answer to that.
1: He says, you know, he tells old Jor-El, I will find your son and I will rebuild Krypton upon his uh, bones. He,
0: he tells, uh, oh crap, I'm blanking on Superman's mom.
1: Martha?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, oh. J- Jor-El's Jor- 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 wife. <laughs> I
1: was like, Martha. But yeah, I don't oh, remember either. What in
0: the world? I'm blanking her name. Zelda. Zelda. There we <laughs> go. No, he te- he's the one screaming it to her. I will
1: find him. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's, yes. He's never going to stop. You're not that's stopping the- That's
1: the only way, period. Yeah. Superman's not strong enough. He doesn't even know his abilities. He can't. No. He can't do it,
0: so. Well, we're closing on an hour, and uh, so we'll go ahead and take a quick break um, to get more mead. And hopefully whatever you guys are drinking, you can refill it Um, because we have, uh, what, four more questions to get through at least? Four or five? Should be five. Yeah, we're halfway through. So, boom. We hit five of them in an hour. We'll see what happens to the next one. Um, We will be back in a minute. Thanks for, uh, yeah, we are back. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for uh, the first part. Here we go with part two. But first things first, it's time for Havoc Mead. Ooh, that's good. Root of all evil, ginger mead. Root of all evil. Ah. That one looks like wine, too. Oh, yeah. A little darker than the last.
1: I will let you. Try it, and then I will tell you my opinion of it. (laughs)
0: There's a nice big frothy head on this one. Yep. Skull. I'm going to smell it first. Skull. Whoa. That smells like uh, the ginger dressing at Japanese restaurants. Whoa.
1: Whoa, indeed. (laughs) I like it. Do you?
0: Yeah, but I like ginger. Like... Like, Lauren, a All lot right. of other people okay. don't like the ginger dressing okay. I was talking about. I like it.
1: I like ginger flavoring. Like, ginger cookies, For when the ones that come in, or ginger snaps, the ones that come in, like, the paper bag, I will eat those until my mouth feels like it's on fire. I love those, dude. That's strong. Uh, this, I will probably never buy again.
0: I, I, let me put it this way. I don't like it to the point where I'm like, yep, that's my go-to beer. I'm buying that from now on and having ginger mead. Um, but I do it like it. lingers for so long. It's strong. Mm. Like, even though the alcohol isn't through the roof, well, it's you, so strong, you, you feel that way. You
1: can have that one as a gift.
0: I will. Happy, I will have it.
1: Happy birthday.
0: <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> happy
1: 30th birthday.
0: Right. All right.
1: So now that we're... Oh, yeah. Uh, it is also 6.9. It is also from Groenfeld Meadery uh, in Vermont. So look it up. They have the website. Order some of it because while I, I this is not one I'm going to order, I don't hate it. Um The flavors are really, really good. So check them out. Oh, yeah. Uh, order some. Free shipping on orders over $70.
0: Don't forget to ask about free shipping.
1: Don't forget to ask about free shipping.
0: $70 right.
1: seems like a lot, but I paid 40 just for these two. So uh w- with shipping, it's through the roof. So just order one, order two, or order $70. Get the free shipping. Try them all. Tell me what you think about
0: them. Yeah. But I'm going to be buying from this company. Definitely tell Patrick because uh, public safety announcement, uh, the social media has been turned over to Patrick. <laughs> so you, sir, now get to control that thing that I've neglected.
1: Oh, so I get to neglect it
0: now. You do get to neglect it. I have full it. control? Enjoy. You're not doing anything with it? I, I turned over my login because you know how we're going through the issues where you need uh-huh. the code to get in. I eliminated my connection to the account all, altogether. Oh, it's all me. So I can get in, but it would be difficult. So I will just wait and watch for posts from the TJP show because <laughs> I have no control now. Uh oh. Yeah. So
1: yeah, let me know. Oh yeah, I want to talk about it. Tell me your favorite flavors if you ever listen to this.
0: Bada bing, bada On
1: to the Batman vs Superman the next one. Yeah,
0: it's fitting that the one I just pulled out is number five. Why do I keep getting the long ones? So oh, long? this one, dude. Yeah, I don't. I haven't even read it, and I disagree. But here we go. This is the <laughs> point. That's the point of this entire endeavor. Boom, here we go. Number five, mishandling of female characters. This is coming from a fat guy in his basement, I guarantee you. It says it wastes Amy Adams' talent as Lois Lane. (gasps) Martha Kent is just a plot device, and Wonder Woman's only personality is being a badass. Boy, I could tear into this. Okay.
1: So I could tear what's the. What's into the first this. one? Mishandling female characters. The first the, one's Amy Adams as.
0: Yeah, the title um, is The Mishandling of Female Characters. And yeah. then it says it wastes so Amy, Amy Adams, Adams' talent as Lois Lane. Yeah,
1: Lois Lane, Martha Kent, and uh, Wonder Woman.
0: Wonder so, Woman being strictly badass is what they so say. So let's go with. Which, what's wrong with that? The, the lesser
1: of the characters, um, just from the movie perspective, is Martha Kent. Um, Mishandling her character? She's just a plot device? Um. I would say she's not a plot device at, at all. But
0: and I'm just going to interject real quick to put that to bed. Um, aren't all characters just plot devices? Right. I mean, that, that, That's that, how you that, that shit would be redundant.
1: Forward. Yeah. So she's not a plot device. What's the plot device is Clark Kent's love for his mother. That's the plot device. And that is a plot device simply because it's important to the plot. Martha Kent's got one of the most vital rules in the movie. That's the sole reason Superman's willing to kill Batman. To cross that line. To go and fight him. He wants him to join him but if he's not going to join him he is willing to kill him. He tells Lois Lane that. No one stays good in this world. And he flies away. to fight Batman. Why? Because of his love for his mother. I would kill 17 people for my mother. Period. I would do whatever it took to save her life. She's a Plot device, screw you guy. She's one of the most important characters in the movie because she is the reason Superman's willing to do what he's going to do. Not only that, but she's the reason Batman stops being willing to do what he's willing to do. He hears her name and he's like, what are you talking about? And Lois Lane's like, dude, that's his mom. And that's when Batman's like, oh shit, Superman's a human. He's not this alien monster I've been trying to fight. He's a human with people that he cares about. He's got a mother. What am I doing? Her her role is so vital to the thing, not only, and it's so vital that Lex Luthor's willing to use it in his manipulation in his vital plot to to overthrow Superman. Plot device, my ass!
0: And she, skipped dude, right over Lois for that one, didn't you? No, I was going <laughs> starting with the with the lessers
1: for like less as far as like screen time goes.
0: Oh, I got you. Um,
1: not only that, but she's so important to Clark Kent. Like when he's not Superman, you no, know, she helps him deal with the loss of his father. She helps him deal with trying to find his place in this world. She tells him, you don't owe this world anything. You know, save them. Or don't. You owe them nothing. She is so vital to his character. Yeah, she's not on screen for 40 minutes. But every time she is on screen, it is a weight. care. It's a, a load-bearing moment. It is a catalyst for Superman. I said catalyst a lot. We've said it a lot on the show. I'll keep saying it. It's a catalyst to Superman and Clark Kent's character as separate characters. You know, and then her relationship with Lois Lane is is very vital after Superman's death. You know, Justice League's going to be erased, but in the Justice League we have they highlight, you know, them using each other as emotional supports dur- during the loss of their fiance slash son. Who else do they rely on? Lois is, or Martha's got no one now. Her husband's gone. Her son's gone. So they highlight the the women using each other for emotional support in the loss of their. Loved son slash lover. They highlight that. They show that. They, uh, they spend so much time focusing on the mother son relationship between Martha and Clark that that is out the window. That I don't know who wrote that. Whatever. Um, moving on to Lois Lane. Uh, the same thing. Like every moment she has in the movie is, uh, you know, a weight carrier. It's so important to the same thing. It's her voice, combined with Superman's voice, that stops Batman from killing Superman. It's Lois Lane that's there, that ends it. It's Lois Lane, you know, investigating uh, the weird bullet, investigating what's going on, investigating Lex Luthor, helping Lex, not, not only helping Superman solve the crime, but also, unintentionally, falling into Lex's trap, doing... Everything. It, she helps move the story forward because of her important role. She's the one trying to save Superman. She goes to Str- Stromwick. Swanwick. Swanwick. She goes to Swanwick. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, goes to him. Is like, yo, what's with this bullet? He's like, I don't know what it is. She, she, she has a super huge, important detective role in the movie. You know? You know? To a... Uh, Massive. Perry. I need a helicopter. What do you need it for? You know? And then, you know... Put the, it on the roof. The roof. The roof. The roof. You know, uh, and it, it does that extra time showing her as a reporter in the Daily Planet with Perry, with Clark Kent, you know, um, and the other reporters. And, uh, you know, when she t- has a lead and he's like, all right, go chase it. And she's like, first class. And he's like, coach. You know, we have <laughs> these extremely important but also lighthearted moments with her that I never once felt she was underused. Never once. I would like to see more of her simply for no other reason than the fact that Amy Adams kills it she's not she she, every part that she's in is an important part yeah you know and then you have lex again finding out that she's a very very important part of lex luther's plan. he throws her off the roof to draw superman and superman saves her it's this really cool moment where superman catches her and they're falling and blah 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 then superman like i said superman leaving her to fight batman and she's trying to save him trying to get him to not do this thing uh she's got the super important role to the point, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it, but the emotional weight where she's like, you know, he picks up the stick, and she's like, don't do this, and he's like, this is my world. And he looks at her and he's like, you're my world. And he's going to do whatever it takes to save her, period. Which is so good because you got his vision of his father talking about Martha being his world. She was his world to him. She was everything. And that, that feeling carries over to Clark Kent about Lois Lane. Regardless what happens in the world, and if he's able to save it or not, he wants to save her. She is everything to him, which is why Superman goes bad in the event of her death and helps Dark Side destroy the entirety of the world.
0: Nightmare timeline. Yeah,
1: her part is so important, and not, not you don't need to be on screen for forty plus minutes to be important.
0: So I. Judy Dench won an Oscar for like three minutes of screen time once.
1: Because, yeah, what movie was that? I want to know. And I want to see it.
0: Um, I don't remember because it's not one that I've seen, but I've heard John Campion talk about it multiple times. I'm going to find that out. I'm going to watch it.
1: But it's true. You know, the devil's in the details. You don't have to be the guy on camera for the entirety of the movie to be the most important pole in the movie. Lois is... There, you cannot overestimate her importance to the story. You cannot overestimate uh, Martha's importance to the story. They are both what drives Superman to do what he does. And I feel like the movie covers that very, very well. Sorry they don't have her, have both characters in the movie as much as Superman, and they don't have to write it out for you. I apologize for that. Sorry for the use of subtlety and trying to, you know, feel the emotion of the characters. I apologize that you're unable to do that. But... It's glorious the way it is. It's perfect. they And then... <laughs> that's my point for this. Then to get on to Wonder Woman. to Wonder Woman's only problem is that she's a badass? That sounds extremely sexist to me. It really does. What's wrong with a woman being a badass? And we've had this conversation before. Not only does she kick so much ass, but she does it in high heels. Something Batman can't do. <laughs> Something Superman can't do. What is wrong with women being badass... Have you seen The Mandalorian? Have you? Have you seen Deadpool? The same actress, Gia Cordano, G- Gina Cordano, G- that girl. Um,
0: I think that's right.
1: I think so. She's amazing. What's wrong with What's wrong with a woman being a badass? Badass woman characters are so empowering. They're so good at, at storytelling. I see no problem with that. Not only is it not true that she's only a badass, there's nothing wrong with her being a badass. When she shows up and they have no idea who she is and they're like, careful. Th- you know, they do the very, like, man thing of telling her, hey, be careful, lady. This thing's not from this planet. You know, like, they go into defense mode because she's a woman. And she's just like, I've killed things from other worlds before. That's awesome.
0: She's like, this foe is beyond any of you. Yeah,
1: right? She's Gandalf off in that moment. like, And she does because she charges in the battle before they do. She jumps forward and is ready to kill this thing without Shameless. a second thought. She,
0: I will shamelessly say she is a badass. She is. End of story. One, She's Wonder Woman.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Wonder Woman is a badass. She always has been. Uh, Gal Gadot is a badass. And for you to say that that's a problem? Is that the only purpose she serves is to be a badass? No.
0: Get out of here. It's not
1: a problem. I've got no problem. For that matter, all those women are badasses. Martha has to deal with the loss of her husband and being an emotional support beam to her son so she doesn't even really get to grieve. That's badass. Lois tries to solve the crime of what's going on get with the secret bullet and what what's going on behind the scenes to go against Superman. That's badass. And then she loses Superman and gets the engagement ring afterwards and she has to live with that knowledge knowing she'd never see him again. That's a really hard thing to do. She's a badass. So whatever your problem is with women being badasses, get out of here with that. And on top of that, Lois... Or not Lois Lane. um, Wonder Woman. Diana Prince is not only a badass. And I get, like, they go further into the character with Wonder Woman and with Justice League, the Justice League that we have right now. But she's a very deep and emotional character. Like, she's got such a rich history... Um, she's got such a burden, carrying the weight of her sacrifice of never being able to go back to her homeland ever again, for the sake of protecting people who just kill themselves on a regular basis. They, like they say in the Wonder Woman movie, we don't deserve her protection at all, and she knows that? She's like, yeah, humanity doesn't deserve it, but it's not about what you deserve, it's about love, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, blah blah. And while that does sound incredibly cheesy and corny, no. We had this conversation. Dude, that's life, man. We had this conversation today, even. Yep. not even about comic books, but, you know, what's wrong with telling people that, hey, man, just love thy neighbor, love, love everybody, you know, exist with each other. Wonder Woman is so much more than just a badass, but there's nothing wrong with her being a badass. She's such a badass that in the one animated movie where, like... All the superheroes end up fighting their, fighting their ultimate weakness and, and, and losing. And Batman's the only person who knows what's going on because it's actually his plan to defeat them all. The only way to defeat Wonder Woman was to inject her with a drug that made her keep seeing every single person as Cheetah. So that she would keep fighting people until she exhausted herself to death. That was the only way Batman could figure out to defeat her. Was that she would fight until she was too exhausted to fight and she would die. I've got no problem with Wonder Woman being. I got no problem with any woman being a badass. A no. Wonder Woman is like the badassiest of female badasses. I love it. That guy needs to get out of here with that.
0: I actually out that of here. aggravates
1: me a little bit. Like that sounds extremely sexist to me. To be, Wonder Woman's she's she's a badass. I don't have a
0: problem with that. I have nothing to say. That's stupid. I have nothing to say. That's stupid. The female characters are the heart and soul of that movie almost, and they should be. Yeah. Boom. And to, boom to, to say. They're all badasses. They born. are
1: Justice League, and, as in the flawed mess that it is. Wonder Woman's character is done extremely well. I can't wait to see how she gets done better. Was Zack Snyder's True Vision? Yeah, but she's the one who's reaching out to try to save Cyborg, and you know, relating to him. Also, dude, when she gets when Batman crosses lines with her, and she straight fucking punches him, he needed punched. Sorry. I'm glad that she did it. I'm glad that she's a badass. Whoever wrote that.
0: The only thing I have to say about that entire thing um, with Wonder Woman in the new Justice League and all that is props to Ray Fisher for speaking his truth and holding Jeff Johns, John Berg, and most importantly, Joss, Joss Whedon accountable for their actions on set for the reshoots. He's been going on about it and taking flack. No. Props to him. I hope more people come out because i know one of the big scenes is when flash falls on wonder woman's breasts you remember that and uh, oh yeah i remember yeah from the words it felt really awkward exactly from the words around town um galgadot would not do that like they had to use a body double because she was out on that, and Joss Whedon made that thing be part of the cut. Okay, if you're actor, and it is objectifying is against, her. Against, yeah, it, it is is 100 percent objectifying her, and it is not necessary to the film at all. Not Shouldn't a, have been not, in not it. Not
1: only that, forget that, but that joke has been done a thousand and fourteen yeah. times, and it's
0: not one that needs to be done. It's not. It's no. not funny. No, I will say, I this. didn't laugh
1: when it happened in Justice League. Either. I, okay,
0: I will say I'm with Ray Fisher 100, percent not just because I love him as Cyborg. But I feel like he's speaking truth here, and I hope more people stand with him, because screw that kind of crap. Yeah. Screw it all.
1: and Not, and not only that, and to, to wrap this up real quick, yeah, it makes me mad a little bit that somebody would have that complaint about Wonder Woman being a badass. What, I didn't even think about it just now. What makes me the maddest is that that made it to the top ten reasons. Right. How how dare you, in 2020, or 16, or whatever this was written, have a problem with... A female character being a badass.
0: Yep. To the, point Agreed. That it's, to
1: the point that it's one of the top ten reasons it's a quote-unquote bad movie.
0: I've got nothing to say about all it. Right. You crushed it.
1: Just go back to your male-centric rules. Yep. Fucking loser.
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me mad a little yeah, bit. Yeah, me then. too, man. That. I mean, we've had some meat, but yeah, yeah.
1: Women need to be saved by men in every movie, period. Right. They can't be badass. Damsel in distresses is what they should all be. Screw you, dude. Get with the times. Alright, so number seven on here. This one actually could get pretty uh, deep.
0: Oh, let's let's go deep. You
1: got a long one here. Alright. Number seven on the top ten reasons Batman vs. Superman is a quote-unquote bad movie is heavy-handed religious themes.
0: Oh, Hold the phone.
1: Characters, mostly Lex Luthor, drone on and on about how Superman is a god, a demon, an angel. To the point where it feels like every religious allegory you can think of is discussed in this film.
0: That is it? that it? That's it. All right. Don't need to read it again. No, you don't. I got it. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Number one, first and foremost, as someone who considers themselves religious, and there's nothing wrong with that. I will say that. We talked about that today. Religion is not the problem in our world. It is fanatics that are the problem in every way, shape, and form, whether you be far or whatever. Whether you be fanatical on whatever level, that is the problem. Fanatical and insanity, even in fandoms and in religion, that's the problem. Yeah, to get that out of the way. Religious themes. Um, Why would there not be? Because it comes back to us speaking about this entire story is to be told on a level of believability. And if you're going to do that, if that's the, the path you're deciding to tread... What will humanity do when they find out as – who said it in the film? One of the people that had on it, had on the, the news talk shows. I think it was uh,
1: – I know where you're going. That was my same thought process.
0: Man, why he's like NASA big dude 2.25. Oh, um, 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson? Tyson, yes. He's like, not only do we find out we're not alone in this universe, but we're not even special. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to the point of what would humanity do if we realized there was a superhuman being out there? How would they react? It comes back to fanatics. What would fanatics do? One side of the fanatics would consider him God. The other side of the fanatic- fanatics would consider him the devil, demon, whatever. You're dealing with humans. And if we have learned nothing from the year 2020, humans suck. Mm-hmm. They're dumb. We're <laughs> stupid. And I'm not going to get into this, but I'm going to just touch on it briefly to the point where a Norwegian flag had to be taken down <laughs> because we're too dumb to understand the difference between a Confederate flag and a Norwegian flag.
1: Uh, quick note on that. Did you look up the Norwegian flag? I've seen it. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember, so I
0: had to look it up. It looks nothing then like went, the Confederate it's flag. not even close. Color but... scheme, that's about it. Yeah. But can you... Yeah. But, but that's how dumb humanity and, yeah. is. You know, we think we can't figure out the difference between the Confederate flag and the Norwegian flag. But if you take it in a real-world setting, what would humanity do? And they cover it in the film with Tyson and the others saying exactly what I said. We're not only not alone in the universe, but we're not even special in the universe. They're taking a page saying, okay, if superheroes are real, how do humans react? Mm-hmm. That's how they react.
1: Not only that, but if Superman Boom. himself is a yes,
0: that's how they react. Mm-hmm. He's either a god or he's a devil. There's no in between. People are nuts. Um, religious themes, I feel, fit a hundred percent in how humanity would actually react to the situation. There's not a whole lot for me personally, and you may have something else. There's not a whole lot else to say. That's how we would, re- would react. He's not god. He's not the devil. They're not saying that. They're not trying to exclude any religion. They're just talking about how people would react in the situation where it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And religious themes are totally okay with me. Not only because I'm religious myself, but because I feel like it's how humanity itself would react. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. So it's easy.
1: On that note, I would say exactly right. They, there are some religious tones to the movie. But it's peop- a lot of it is people discussing it, like you said, on the news. People are saying, he's he's godlike. You know, we're not special. There's people out there who are far more powerful than us. Then other people are spray painting on his monument that he's a false god. You know, he's blah, mm-hmm. blah, um, So beyond that, I would say that it's so fitting because it's so realistic. Because if it happens in real life, by comparison, Superman is very godlike to us. Mm-hmm. You know, by compare, I'm no god. I would never make that claim. But by comparison to an ant? Very godlike, <laughs> right? I can take control of that ant's life. I can decide if it lives or dies, with a with a snap of my finger. He's done. Compared to that ant, I am a godlike being. Yeah. Compared to me, Clark Kent and Superman, Kal right. El, is a godlike being. So I would draw that comparison if he showed up on Earth. I would not worship him as God. Mm-hmm. I would not worship him as a God. But that man has got so much power that there's that there's no other descriptive term for him, he's godlike, mm-hmm. compared to us. Yep. A step further than that. So it's very realistic in that aspect. That's how mm-hmm. people are going. That's the one That's the one scale you can rank him on. Right. You know?
0: What else do we have? Right.
1: So beyond that, I would say that it says mostly Lex Luthor. Now that's a different conversation. All mostly uh, Lex? What yeah. do you mean? I char- missed that. Characters, mostly Lex Luthor, drone on and on and on about Superman as a god. I would disregard that because... Lex Luthor's the one character who's been in contact with Darkseid, who's been in contact with Steppenwolf. He knows that they are gods. They are. They're the new gods. But Lex Luthor... He's Luther, aware of their strength and their power in the universe. So not, to him... Yes. he He's going to refer to them as gods because he's the one person who knows that they are.
0: But not only that, we get a glimpse into Lex Luthor's psyche, and he realizes... No one can save me from daddy's fists and abominations. Uh We have, we, it's been established that Lex was abused as a child. Mm -hmm. Lex has a God complex. Yeah. Lex has an issue there. It's vital to why he would go through the links that he goes through to then cut down Superman. He has. Nobody
1: can have control over Lex. He can't accept
0: it. Yeah. He, I mean, he has the mindset of if he's all good, he cannot be all, all powerful. And if he's all powerful, he cannot be all good. This comes from a deep-seated childhood issue in Lex Luthor, which is then, at that moment, brought forth to everyone. They realize what drives him, or at least if you're paying attention to the film, you're realizing the driving forces behind Lex Luthor's oh, yeah. junior psyche. We should all know
1: by now. Devils don't come from below. They come from the sky.
0: Right. I mean, it it, it for me, it all works out perfectly. It does. And I have absolutely no issues with it. And I don't see why anyone, anyone else would. And
1: furthermore, like I said, let, in parentheses, is ma- mainly Lex Luthor. That comes from he's been in direct contact with Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm.
0: Steppenwolf and probably, he has daddy issues.
1: Steppenwolf probably introduced himself as a god.
0: And well, how else would Lex perceive it when he gets full informational te- control from the mothership? Technology that's beyond
1: us. Yeah. Completely beyond us. And then you have the beings that are responsible for that technology. Yeah. That just show up to you as a hologram or whatever that doesn't even exist right now for us. Yeah. Us, four years after the movie, that technology still doesn't really exist. Not on that scale. Not to that on that level of stability that they can just form in front of him. That yeah. Jor-El can survive in his memories and still be a sentient being. We, wouldn't, we can't master that. No. So it is, again, God-like by comparison to us. So Lex Luthor would be the one character who would be, yeah, 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 God, 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 God. Makes perfect sense.
0: I agree 100%. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with that one. Like, that's a cool question. That's a cool issue. I don't get it. I'm out. Um, I think it's very easily explained because we've already established we're going for realism here. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah us as humans. So I... I think in real life, just a side note, in real life, Superman shows up and levels a city. And then you see him, you hear about the the deeds that he's done. He lifts an oil rig to save the guys. He pulls a ship out of the water with all of its survivors on board. I feel in real life this happens. I feel even the atheist starts to question some things. Like, realistically... You're, how are you going to perceive that? This guy can do these impossible things. Mm-hmm. Ah, I digress.
0: This next one, um, I don't know if it'll be long because it's so dumb. Oh, here we go. I get Yeah, I don't even think the the people that dislike the movie Uh-oh. overall have an issue with this. Can I make a guess? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Is it that Superman suit is too dark? No, no. <laughs> no. No, but you'll get what I'm saying. Like, the number one thing that's most loved about the movie, regardless of your stance on the film, I feel like is this. And I – yeah. What number is this? Number eight. Number eight. Poor setup for future films, i.e. the dream sequences are not necessary. The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg feel feel like poorly made YouTube videos. That's it. That's all you got. Dream sequences unnecessary and the introduction to the other metahumans – Feels like poorly made YouTube videos. Oh, oh boy.
1: So the setup for future movies isn't there? Okay. So there's no future with Superman's death. If you've read the comics, you know Superman comes back. Superman returns. But there's no setup there. His death in and of itself is a setup. Batman seeing Lex Luthor in prison and him saying, The bell has been rung. He's coming.
0: He's heard it out in the
1: deep. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. That's a setup for what's going to happen next. And Mm -hmm. if you've read comic books, you know he means Dark Side. You know things are about to go south in the next movie. Furthermore, okay, so there's that. The Mm -hmm. the setup for future movies is perfect. Mm -hmm. You got, oh, then you got Batman. We've already covered this. Batman saying, or Bruce Wayne saying, I failed him in life. I won't fail him in death. He's talking to Lois Lane about uh, uniting the seven, you know, finding the metahumans. He's asking for help to find the metahumans. He's not asking to unite the seven, but we as the audience know what he's talking about, uniting the seven, finding these metahumans. The metahumans uh, feel like poorly made YouTube videos because they are. Thank you. They are. Flash's uh, footage is taken from a convenience store security system. Have you watched Cops? ever have you watched the news where they talk about have you seen this man they're all terrible quality and also that is it's better that the terrible quality otherwise bruce Wayne would have no problem finding them aquamans is taken from some deep sea divers gopro camera in the middle of the ocean diana Di- diana prince is taken off a photograph that was from world war one the quality of these this information is supposed to be poor. It feels like a YouTube video. It's it's supposed to. A cyborg's thing is taken off of some uh, uh, Silas's computer, which is actually pretty clear. But it starts to fidget and fuzz when cyborg starts to come to life. It's draining energy from the surrounding area. Poorly made YouTube videos. That's what it was supposed to be. Oh, and the nightmare sequence is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. that's also the nightmare sequence exists solely to set up for the future movie. That's the whole point of that sequence to show you, Oh crap, something goes wrong. Superman goes bad. Batman kills people willy nilly with a firearm. What's going on in this universe? Cause even, even I who'm okay with Batman killing him using an assault rifle is weird and shooting people is weird. But who's that person he's trying to save in the middle? He's picking her up by the hand. There's all kinds of information I don't know. Why is Batman trying to meet with these secret guys to buy kryptonite to defeat Superman? Because Superman's bad. This will all be explained in the next movie. (laughs) Yeah, future setup. Flash comes back in time to tell him, yo, dude, I went too far. Find him. You are right about Superman. You have to find Lois, Lois Lane. You is have the to key. find Lois Lane.
0: Speaking back to the females aren't keys to the film. The,
1: yes, the women aren't important at all. Lois Lane is the key to keep Superman from turning bad. Find her. Because you were right about Superman. He's a bad guy, which we all know he isn't. But something happens to trigger him helping destroy the entire world. Obviously, joining Side because you see the Omega symbol burnt into the surface of the planet. How is, that, how is that not necessary? Also, if it's not necessary, it's fucking cool. Like, that was a cool moment in the movie. And it was confusing enough to make me need the answers, which we will get in the future movie. There's not a part of that. That's not a setup for a sequel. There's not a single part of that that makes me go, oh man, too bad this is the last movie. What is that guy talking about?
0: Yeah, I got nothing.
1: I'm getting a little more hostile now that I've got some alcohol in my <laughs> system for these, but
0: that makes no sense to me. I didn't even think that would go on that long. Like that's just cut and dry. I don't even think people who dislike the film thought that any of those sequences were unnecessary. No, like the nightmare sequence all, is beloved. It's so cool.
1: They're all, dude. You on? Know, it was unnecessary. You want to know? It's how unnecessary that it's not. There are still companies right now producing Nightmare Batman action figures. Right. Right now, new Nightmare Batman action figures because people love it, because people want that figure. Yeah. And there's not a single part of me that ever thought that that we would not see the answer to that.
0: Right. And if nothing else, it answers itself. It's just a further driving point towards Bruce Wayne to try to kill Superman because he's confused. Yeah, And
1: super, oh, Flash really fucked it up, dude. Yeah. He goes back in time and tells Bruce, you were right about Superman, Mm -hmm. which like you said, drives Superman to be like, booyah, there's all the justification I need to kill this, excuse me, to kill this dude. Yeah. And Flash is upset about that. He tells him, I'm, I'm too soon or I'm too late or I, I, I I arrived at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. This was not the right time to show up. Um, find Lois Lane, blah, 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 blah. All of those points, for the whole, there was no setup for a future movie, that's diabolical. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, no one ever watched Batman vs. Superman and was like, oh, that was good or that was bad. That was it. Like, no, <laughs> right. no one. The no end. one thought that. No. For one, Zack Snyder even said, you know, there, there will be more. His original vision was for another movie after that. Mm-hmm. To answer all that question, yep. To the point where I didn't know this until after Batman vs Superman had released and had the uh, critical backlash that it got. That Zack Snyder had hints in Batman vs Superman that if you knew what they were, were sort of like low key spoilers for Justice League Part Two. Like there, there was like some destruction symbol where there were like two crosses, uh, two steel beams that made crosses in the destruction which was supposed to be an easter egg hinting that of the trinity by the time justice league 2 happened two of the trinity would be dead which we know now was supposed superman to be superman and wonder, superman wonder, and wonder, woman. And wonder yeah. woman um but whatever all those all those points were ridiculous yeah
0: i'm out on that one yeah forget that poor setup yeah. i could
1: Dad, have, i no. could answer that much quickly but it, much more quickly quicker quicker but it made me m- mad um so i had to rant a little bit you'll oh now it's your turn to rant because i feel like you'll go on for a good minimum this one good let's do it we already kind of touched on it with one of the questions that was mentioned earlier but this one we're gonna have to really hammer it because this one doesn't beat around the bush it's not subtle it's not good this one says the number three problem with batman vs superman is that superman is characterless
0: i mean this is short Superman himself
1: is part of the problem in this whole movie.
0: No, I mean, this is short solely because we've already talked about it. We've already talked about the entire point of Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman and the future of Zack Snyder's films is building the character of Superman. Yeah. The entire point is letting him struggle with humanity, which is what Superman does. And it's what we can relate to as humans. Struggling with our own humanity, but to see that someone that is godlike can also struggle with that humanity, then does what? It gives us hope because he can then find his hope and his redemption in overcoming the trials and that alone. I mean, the character less part is saying that the hero's journey, which has been the staple of storytelling from the dawn of time, has no meaning, which is pointless. That's not true. All we've ever seen is the hero's journey. These movies are perfect in showing you said journey. It's Superman – if nothing else, these films are all about Superman's journey above everything else, above our love for Ben Affleck and our love for everything. The point of these films is Superman's journey to becoming that ultimate hero. Characterless? Man, I don't even see how someone who hates the movies could say that. I don't now, see- you could say he's not happy enough. He's not hopeful enough. He doesn't throw enough jokes. He's <laughs> not – he doesn't have red underwear. But to say that he has no character? To say that he has no character – even if you dislike the character, it's I was going to
1: say, you can hate Superman, and I don't say because I have said this several times. I had no love for Superman going into Man of Steel. I didn't even see Man of Steel in theaters because I was like, oh boy, another Superman movie. Here we go. I watched it like a year or two later after hearing that you love the movie. I was like, come on, really? It's Superman. I had no love for Superman. Zack Snyder changed that. When I watched when I watched Man of Steel and the character that was developed within that movie and then I started reading Superman comics and realizing that I was wrong for a good long while. While he was that before, he hasn't been that in quite a while. He is human. He has struggles, he has battles. <coughs> To say that he has no character is mind-boggling. Yeah. Especially in that movie. He's he's such... You, especially after watching Man of Steel and then going into Batman vs. Superman, he has such an emotional journey, dude, as you watch it and see what he goes through. hmm You know, with the loss of his father, then the potential loss of his mother, and then Lois Lane... Almost losing Lois Lane, like he shows up at the beginning and kills so many... Well, I don't, I don't know if he kills them, but fights so many people, um... When Lois Lane is held captive.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: the one guy he might kill, because he's
0: straight. He kills him. It hits
1: him like a car through yeah. a wall. That guy might be dead. That guy Which deserved is to great. be dead.
0: He's a tyrant.
1: Which is great. To show what Superman is willing to do. And also is a great lead into the nightmare scene. That when Lois Lane's life is on the line, he will cross those lines. Yeah. Dude, wh- whatever. Superman's got no character. I've got no time for you, dude.
0: No. This is great because we're closing in on the second hour. Are we already? We've got fifteen minutes before hour two, and we are in the last the final out of ten reasons by Rotten Tomatoes critics and most people who did not like the films, the rest the rest, I'm Scooby Doo. <laughs> the last reason that we have, which what? is number six for why the film is bad or did not work for people, is now for you, Patrick. There we go. Number six. And this will close us out, and we can just go back and pound home the other topics we have already talked about. Number six is a ridiculously (laughs) convoluted plot. What? Mic drop. Ridiculously convoluted convoluted plot.
1: Convoluted?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Wow, we've already hammered on that. The plot a whole lot on here. How's it convoluted? All right, so you have... I love it, it, because the more you think about the movie, the more you watch it, the more, even the tiniest details make sense. Like Lois Lane investigating her story at the beginning with the warlord, and then the mercenaries that are there. And it it feels pointless. I mean, to a degree. It feels like it serves no purpose, but to just show Superman being a badass. What's Superman up to during this fence? But it's not pointless because the mercenaries fire the gun that gets caught in her journal which is an experimental bullet which is made by Lex Luthor and you find out that his mercenaries for one his mercenaries bailed there was a point the whole the whole point was to put Lois Lane in trouble to get Superman there to set Superman up for killing these people um convoluted plot I, mean, I don't I, I don't know how to answer that cuz it right. it fully makes sense to me for one the, the plot doesn't even exist to the characters. Batman and Superman have no idea of the plot.
0: They're furthering the plot. They,
1: yeah, and they have no idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Batman is solely like if Batman is solely just trying to end Superman. That's it. No plot further than that. Batman's trying to put an end to Superman because Superman's this terrible guy. It's his fault. Metropolis was destroyed and all these people died. Superman's trying to put an end to the Batman because he feels like he's above the law and above justice, and he can't tolerate that. A person that has this kind of power and he's willing to hurt people instead of you know following the law and having these people arrested to face a fair trial, which is the American way. Everybody has the right to a fair trial. They've got no idea. There is no plot to these characters. They're just trying to put it into each other because in each other's eyes, the other is a villain.
0: Can I can I say this? And I I, I was watching a documentary on HBO Max about the necessary evil of DC's villains. Oh yeah. And this equates – I've got that on Blu-ray. Yeah, this equates to all villains. You have antagonists and you have protagonists. And the point of all villains is to actually cause the heroes to act. The heroes are there for what reason? They are there to seek justice and to stop injustice. Yeah. They do not cause it. The villains bring about the events that then cause the heroes to act. So there you go with all that. Batman, Superman, Martha, Lois, everyone. It's all pointless. They are all reacting to the events mm-hmm. set in motion by the villain, yep. which is Lex, a.k.a. Through the workings of Steppenwolf and Darkseid.
1: Exactly. Because even Batman hating Superman, he was there because of Zod. Zod. He was reacting to Zod. So yeah, So they have no idea that they're even involved in this furthering story. They're just trying to end each other. Then, as the story progresses, I mean, yeah, at first, at first, it's not confusing. It's just things are happening, and you're like, okay, why is this happening? You know? Um, But, like, I don't know. You're really not. Because even... (laughs) I'm trying to, like, answer in defense of this guy, but I can't. Because even Lex Luthor, who's trying to find uh, the giant chunk of kryptonite, and I love how how detailed they get. Like, he's got to get permission from the government to ship it because you would have to in real life he's trying to get the permit and the license and blah 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 but um he's even trying to do that and there's never a part of me that's like why is Lex trying to get that my part my mind is like oh he's trying to stop Superman he wants the kryptonite because he feels it like can stop Superman it's not to the end that I realize that he's trying to get it so that Batman can steal it so that Batman can take out Superman but even the parts that I don't understand what's going on as they're going on by the end of the movie I fully understand it Everything is explained perfectly. Nothing's convoluted about it. You even see at the end that when Lex gets arrested that he's doing the bidding of Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is standing right there the whole time. I don't understand how it's convoluted. If you don't get it, I'm sorry, but i need I need more details of why you don't get it. You know ask me a question I don't understand this, and then maybe I can explain that thing. But to just come at me with the plots convoluted, I don't get that. Because I never had a moment I didn't understand it. The one thing I didn't understand when I first watched it, I truly did not understand. And that was how Lex Luthor can use the technology on the ship. The second time I watched it, I realized that he used the kryptonite knife to cut off Zod's fingerprints, put the fingerprints on his own hand, and that's how he used it. You know, There's, there's nothing about the movie that I don't understand. So I don't know how to answer that unless you come at me with a specific thing that you don't understand. Right. Because I don't feel like the plot's confluted at all. No. Not even in the tiniest bit.
0: No. By the time you get to the end, everything is laid out before Which you.
1: Which I like in a movie. Yes. I like to not understand – You know, not to not understand, but things happen and then I'm sitting there on the audience member – as an audience member trying to figure out why. Right. You know, why did he do that? You know, why, why is this happening? I don't like a movie to start and be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly the pace of this movie. I know exactly what's going to happen next. As long as by the time the movie ends, it's all explained. Mm-hmm. And in Batman vs. Superman, it is. In 100%. Batman vs. Superman, Batman does his 180, turns around, Superman is willing to sacrifice himself. You learn that everything is just a big chess game for Lex Luthor. He's pushing everybody's buttons. He's guiding this entire event. He's in control, and nobody knows that he's in control. And then you find out that he's doing it at the will of Darkseid. The movie explains that. It's not convoluted at all.
0: No. The point of the film is to show redemption arcs for our heroes, and then back to... And
1: work. to lead up yeah. to a sequel. Correct. Whoever that guy was. Yeah. How are these the top ten reasons? Right? I don't understand. I was... I hope. Like, a lot of these were good. And a lot of these, we were able to dive into them and, and explain why we disagree and why we are mm-hmm. good. But some of these were, how did you make it to the top 10? But dude, that's some of these were letdowns. Cause I wanted to just continually go into, but I can't argue things like that. It's no. convoluted. No, but dude, no, it's not.
0: That is critics. Like when you when you read reviews for this film, the things they say are just like this. They don't make any sense. If you,
1: yeah. If you think the plot's convoluted, I have to ask if you finish the movie, right? If you didn't finish the movie, you've got no business writing a review.
0: If you want to Unless tell Unless the movie
1: is so, so stupid and nonsensical mm-hmm. and, and that's your view that man, it's so stupid and nonsensical that I couldn't understand it, I couldn't finish it. But you need to let me know you didn't finish it.
0: Yeah, if by it the, has to be in there. If by the end you want to say, I didn't like that movie. Well, okay, that's your right and your prerogative yeah. as a film viewer. But to then bring forth these reasons why you didn't like it, as in convoluted plot, poor setup, bad female characters. Superman sucks I don't get any of it
1: I don't some of them I get yeah, of it. some of them were good and we got to dive into them yeah but some of, I'm still I'm still stuck on Wonder Woman's just a badass <laughs> like
0: wh- what whatever well, you know one of the things I'm surprised didn't come up because one of the main issues I've seen people say about the film was Martha you know to, I mean we might as well close this out with Martha our own version of things that you mean Martha the as
1: in the what did you say that name
0: correct yes the whole Martha thing. Never bothered thing. me.
1: Never bothered me. Not once.
0: No. And and here's the thing. There is a level, especially with comic book films, but there is a level of believability and a button that you have to press. And of course, it all comes down to where does that point come to? Where are you willing to go to press the button of believability? But I will say this, and I've said it before. And I don't want to compare the two, but I feel like the situations are the same, and the implications are the same, and it's the same beats. If you can reach out and press on the Believe button for Captain America and Bucky when he <laughs> says, I'm with you to the end of the line, then why then can you not turn around and press the exact same button for Martha where they are I, they are almost the exact same instance? They're, they're like the same they're, – they're trying to drive home the same point of where the phrase then stops and changes the mind of the other person that's getting ready to do a bad thing because of what? Because of the deep-seated history, trauma, feelings, whatever you want to say. There's a deep-seated, long-past thing in that person's life, and then it only takes a word or it only takes a phrase to make that person pause for a minute – And then we get the further explanation to stop everything or change things or whatever. So Martha is that way. You're letting him kill Martha. He could have started off by saying, you're letting him kill my mother. And then Batman's almost going to continue. And he says, you're letting him kill Martha. And then Martha alone stops him. The last words Bruce Wayne heard his father speak on this earth was Martha. That's a deep, deep childhood trauma. And he's been dwelling on that. Yes. For
1: Years. It's a deep trauma. Decades.
0: He lost his mother and his father, and he watched it. And his father's last words were Martha, and then he watched her die. So when he says Martha, there's going to be a pause. Immediately. There's a pause there. It's like, what the heck? What are you saying, Martha? Why did you he say that? He doesn't know name? that that's his mother. Yeah. He has no he idea. Has Why to is this guy that I'm getting ready to you murder? Say that name? Yeah, I'm going to murder him. And he says, the one thing that has caused me psychological issues since I was a child. And boom, out of nowhere, the guy I'm about to murder says yeah. my mother's name?
1: Why did you say that name? Because it doesn't make sense that he would say that. No, it makes no sense to, at all. It makes sense to us, but to Batman, no. Why would you Why would you say that name? Right. Honestly, and I broke it down a couple times, and I don't know if I'm off on this. I don't know if Zack Snyder's confirmed or whatever. And it's been a while since I've watched Batman vs. Superman. But in my eyes, Superman says Martha instead of you're letting them kill my mother. I feel, as Superman... Because he wants, he still wants to protect her. As a hero, you don't want people to know who your mother is. You don't want people to know who your loved ones are. Sure. So you're just, especially you're,
0: Batman, the man that's about to kill you.
1: Yeah, you're letting them kill Martha. You know, um, you know they touch on Spider Man. If people know that Spider Man's Peter Parker, then Aunt May's in danger. Uh, they know that Mary Jane is in danger. They know that Gwen is in danger um, because they know who his loved ones are. So Superman's going to say, "Dude, you're letting them kill Martha." There's a woman named Martha who's in danger. You need to help me save her. You He's need- trying
0: to appeal to Batman's last shred of humanity. Yeah. If you're going to save anyone, please, you're letting him kill Martha.
1: Martha. And Batman's going to stop because this is the part I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know if the movie says, but I feel like to me, Batman doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman.
0: Oh, agreed, 100%. He's not, he trying, doesn't know. He's not no. trying to
1: investigate Superman. He's just trying to end him. Yeah. He's not trying to find out any information. so He doesn't, he doesn't wh- want to
0: know who he is. Yeah, so he
1: doesn't know that Superman is Clark Kent. So mm-hmm. he doesn't know that Superman has a mother. He doesn't know that Superman is human. He doesn't know that yet. So when he says, yo, you're letting them kill Martha, and he's confused about He's legit confused by it. He's confused. So he says... Why did you say that name? And I know he yells it, but it's like, that that's his mom's name. And he's confused. He's going to yell it.
0: Then in comes a and character that they don't spend enough time on.
1: Yeah. And then in walks Lois Lane, who's like, he it's said his it because that's name. his mom's name. And that's the moment where he thinks about Martha, and he thinks about his mother, and he thinks about the trauma that he's endured. And he realizes that Superman's a human. He's got a mom. And can I say this? And he throws the stick away. I, I hate that argument. And. Yeah, say your thing because I'm going to go on a rant.
0: What, what is the main thing that we as human beings all have and harken back to? Whether it be – whether you have a single parent, whether you have both parents, whether it's someone else in your life that is your parent role. What shapes us as human beings? Our parents. Mm-hmm. And Batman's main trauma in his life is his parents and is his father's last words. It comes back to the overall trauma and the overall how we were raised and what we do and everything. It comes back to his parents, Martha. It's his mother's name. And then it's like a dagger to Batman's heart. Yeah. And he's like, I'm killing a human being here, not a
1: god. the fact that who shapes us in in this world, our parents, he didn't have them. Correct. He – not only is the last words he hears his dad say is martha he has to witness his mother martha and his father murdered in the streets of his city then he has to grow up without that shaping without that influence just lost and confused no one there to help him but his manservant like i hate to term it that way but that's what alfred is he's their butler he's their servant like you, you you don't have that guidance mm-hmm. of your father, and you don't have that love of your mother. He's he's a lost man, mm-hmm. and we, we make the argument that we're okay with him killing because he's, he's finally one of the deep, and then he's lost, but Batman's always been lost. He has. Bruce Wayne has lived his life as a lost soul, broken from the beginning. Nobody ever had to break him. He was broken from the beginning, and it's because of that brokenness, brokenness that he became Batman. Mm-hmm. I was... A sane person who's not broken and is perfectly healed is not going to don the suit and go out there and use their billions of dollars to beat up bad guys and put their life on the line because they're so mentally well-adjusted. It's not going to happen. What
0: is Batman doing? He's running from being Bruce Wayne. He's running from being a real person. Yeah. And he's he's putting on the cape to, and becoming the to Batman. The point,
1: and, we, and this has been a, a thing that has been talked about to the point where Clark can't Puts on the cape and becomes Superman. Clark Kent is his secret identity. He doesn't want anybody to know that he's Clark Kent.
0: But he is Clark.
1: Yeah, and Diana Prince is Diana Prince, who puts on the helmet and becomes Wonder Woman. Or picks up the shield and becomes Wonder Woman. Peter Parker is Peter Parker, and he Mm -hmm. puts on the suit and becomes Spider-Man. Bruce Wayne is the costume. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He is Batman, Mm -hmm. and he puts on the suit
0: of Bruce Wayne. That's it. That's it. That's, I see I mean, no that's better it. way than the the episode. That's awesome. It's beautiful. Mm. And it, it is what it is. He is – Bruce Wayne is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the mask. Bruce Wayne is the cover identity. Batman is who he is because of his trauma. Yeah. So to hear Martha and to break through to that deep-rooted trauma of his childhood, of who he is at his core – Works for me on every level.
1: And not only that, but to just quickly touch on what you said, if you can hit the believe button for one and you can't hit the believe button on the other, you know, there's a problem there. But if you can't get past the Batman scene, the way that we just described it, where it makes, to us, to me, it makes perfect sense. If you can't get past that, but you can get past saying, I'm with you to the end is enough to break decades of brainwashing to a man who has become a villain not just in the character's eyes but in the world's eyes in the audience's eyes he's a bad guy and i'm with you to the end can break decades of brainwashing you can believe that but you can't believe that a man would stop what he's doing because somebody mentioned his dead mom's name i'm just i'm just saying one thing makes more sense than the other but whatever
0: yeah I mean, uh, yeah. I had to throw that one in there. I know it was not in the top ten, and that surprised me because it's the one thing I've heard made fun of the most of all the things about Batman Superman. The Martha scene is yeah. infamous. So I had to touch on it. I had to make sure we I, talked about I it. I never once had an issue with that. I didn't either.
1: From the first time I watched it, it was an emotional moment for me that I just got.
0: Yeah. And it, the it acting in the scene me, is man. so good. I mean, Ben Affleck. When he, why
1: did you say that? With his half face, all he can see is the oh, one eye.
0: Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so I love good.
1: it. I love that. I love that movie, man.
0: We tried to be objective. We did during this. Thing. Say,
1: I'm going to say this, and I think we've touched. How much time I get left?
0: Oh, uh, go for it. You're okay.
1: Good. I think we've touched on it on the show before, but you and I, after watching the movie like for our fourth time, we both talked to each other and agreed that there was nothing wrong with it. No. And we went into the fifth viewing. I think it was completely ready to find... We, we searched, needed to find something. We searched through the movie to find something wrong with it because mm-hmm. we wanted... There's no way a perfect movie exists. Right. So we tried and still found nothing.
0: In our opinions... Now, the, once the again... One you...
1: thing about the movie I don't like. The one thing about the movie that I will nitpick on is that you can tell Jason Momo is holding his breath. That's it. <laughs> That's the one thing. Like Other than that, I can't find a single thing... Right. That's – break it for that movie. Yeah. And once again, if it doesn't work for you – As a comic book superhero movie, mm -hmm. which is something that can't happen. Right. But in that – with those goggles on, I can't find a single thing wrong with that movie.
0: And once again, if it's something that doesn't work for you, you watch the whole movie, you get all of our points. You're just like, yeah, but it's not my thing. I don't like the more That's serious fine. take. That's fine. Totally I can fine. respect
1: that more than coming up with these stupid bullshit reasons why right. it's a bad movie.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're like, nah, it's just not my thing. I just, don't just, don't like thing. I, just I, I don't go for the serious, more serious tone. or whether it be whimsical, whatever. Whatever your thing is, if you have an objective opinion of, oh, it's not my thing. Well, I can't change your mind. It's not your type of film. That's fine. Just like certain films aren't my type of film. And whether it may be a good movie, it's not my thing. I get that. But we were trying in this episode to break down reasons why critics and fans have stated this is the reason the Batman vs. Superman doesn't work for me. This is the only reason it doesn't work for me. Not that it's not their type of film. Not that they don't like a certain take. But like one person said, the convoluted plot, that's why it didn't work for me. We explained it. The setup for future films is ridiculous. It doesn't oh, work for so me. Many of these good we good. tried to take the 10 reasons why it didn't work for people. Not why if overall it's not your type of thing, yeah. but the reasons behind your thinking. And I feel like we uh, yeah. pounded them At into the At the end dirt. of the
1: movie, is Titanic a bad movie? I can't say. It's not my kind of movie. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I, I can't sit here and trash it. Right. I don't like it. And I feel like if you came to me with, Bat, with Batman vs. Superman in that aspect, I'd be okay with that. Right. If you didn't have any of these ridiculous reasons. Right. And, and say, this is the reason I didn't like it. It's just not for you. Okay, mm-hmm. cool.
0: There's a difference cool. in understanding the entirety of the film. Being like, yeah, but it's not my type of thing. Yep. And then there's a the difference of so, saying. Sorry,
1: Chris. I used Titanic as an example again.
0: <laughs>
1: it's just not my film. Right. It's not something but for then there's, me.
0: But then there's coming to us with some of these reasons. And it's like, well, no, those reasons are irrelevant. If yeah. that's your reason, well, here's why it doesn't work. Yeah. That was our goal. And hopefully we've succeeded. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: And uh, full full honesty, if you have another reason, if you listen to this and you have another reason that didn't make it on the list, email us.
0: Yes. Email us. Or Instagram.
1: Or on Instagram. We'll talk about it on the show. And um, I will be nice about it. Um, (laughs) It's so much easier to be nice for something that's sent into us than something we found from some random guy on the internet.
0: Right, you don't know their motivations, um, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. If you truly find something wrong with Batman vs Superman, send it into us, please. We'll do a whole show on it, man. Yeah, or at least we'll, a we'll talk about we don't care. it. Um, I like talking about it, and yeah. I, you know, I, I want uh, to to lay some things to bed or to rest or whatever. So if you have something, yeah.
0: you know, shoot it to us. Healthy discussion is beautiful. That's, That's how the we point. grow as a society, yes, man. It is. Oh, please, society, listen to this episode. Yeah. If nothing else, doesn't the last if 10 every, seconds. That's every, how we grow. If every single person
1: in the entire world agrees with you, you'll, you'll never grow as a person. Mm-mm. You have to have the disagreement. You have to have the conflict.
0: Um, and you have to be open-minded enough to understand yeah. and then move forward, which yeah. is what we were trying to do with this episode yeah. is take reasons is that- why people have an issue and try to understand them and then rebuttal them, which obviously didn't work. We don't understand any of them.
1: Some of them more than others. But,
0: but maybe we've whatever. changed other people's minds, and maybe not. Maybe you still disagree. But if you do, then let us know. Let us We'd know. love to talk about it.
1: At, at, dude, honestly, dude, if you send us something and you're right, I would love that. I would love to be like, oh, that's a really Same. good reason. Me too. Why Why this movie doesn't work for someone. I would love that.
0: Yeah, me too. I would love um, to find an issue that I don't have I know an answer you for. You passed
1: everything to me, but I don't know all the information yet. I don't remember it. So if mm-hmm. you have a question, email us
0: at... Uh, it's TJP... Or no, no, no. It's... The The J J
1: and P and P
0: show at At gmail.com. So it's the T G J and P show at gmail.com. Yes.
1: At gmail.com. Or Instagram at.
0: Preferably the Instagram. Yeah, it's easier
1: to remember for us and you. So the Instagram is. is
0: TJP underscore show.
1: TJP underscore show. And honestly, if you just
0: want to reach out to us individually, we have our individual accounts. Mine is bearded man.
1: Uh, Ranton, Ranton underscore Atlantean for me.
0: Uh, if nothing else,
1: dude, shoot us some beer recommendations. If nothing else. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll chat beer with you. I send us a message. I chat beer with all kinds of people, man.
1: Or just shout out and let us know where you're listening from. That'd be cool too.
0: Yeah. Either way, we're, I mean... If you made it to the end of this episode, that's awesome. If you love or hate Batman versus Superman, we hope this has either been informative to you in one way or the other. Yeah. doesn't matter. We have a lot of fun doing this. Hopefully, we're getting the audio things figured out three three <laughs> seasons in. Hopefully, this one sounds better. Who the hell knows? But it's a thing we do to drink and have fun and talk about things we're passionate about, and hopefully, we'll get to go back to the movie someday and talk about new movies.
1: And once movies come out again.
0: Please. Yes. I just please. want to watch Tenet. I'm
1: sure – if anybody has listened to us from the beginning, they're probably sick of hearing about Zack Snyder and Batman vs Superman. So give us something
0: else to right? talk yeah. about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Release something else. Yes. Please. Hollywood. Um, do it. We need oh, it. Or
1: if you're sick of hearing about Batman vs Superman, send us a movie.
0: Oh, there you go. And,
1: and if it's a movie I haven't seen, I'll watch it. And then yeah. I'll talk about it on the show. Send us, send us something. Yeah. We're desperate.
0: We are desperate. Um, we're, we're pleading with Or
1: you. next week we'll talk about Batman for Superman and right? Zack Snyder again.
0: I so. mean there's other things we can talk about in the same vein.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, whether then we take people's reasons why something is good. I think we should do that next. We should do that a lot. Take 10 reasons why something is good to other people. And why I And it's a like movie it. that we don't like. And then either listen to the reasons and change our minds on said film or then explain why we still don't like it. All right. We might do that next. I mean, if no one gives us anything better. talk, If we can, about. If we can yeah. think of a. Did we go over? No, we're good. Okay. If we yeah. can think of a really good. A really good critical movie that I didn't like. We'll figure something out. We will. But yeah, guys, thanks for jumping in on this. As always, go follow us on our medias. Reach out to us. But also check out Gronenfell Meadery. And get yourself some mead. Oh, yeah. For the next episode of the Jordan Patrick show. So, yeah. Thanks for jumping in. Until next time, guys. We have spoken.